Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no, you know, you, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Welcome to NWP Season 6 here tonight on Danny B Talks. I am, of course, Danny B. Joined alongside of me is Jarrett the Iceberg, and along with Eric Estep and Darian Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Flags Matter. We've got a lot to talk about here tonight, uh, but first of all, I want us to, to, before we get into hot takes, 
let's let's say something that's Ross Chastain's fault. What do you guys think about that? Oh, absolutely. It was his fault. We started the stream late for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, Chastain. And he turned off the Wi-Fi. Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain put something in my way and I stubbed my toe. I can't believe he would do this. All right, let's get into the hot takes for tonight. Uh, we're, let's see, Jarrett, you're going to start us off with a hot take. Ooh, I didn't even realize that was. This was. Man. I should probably uh, pay more attention to what I what I type. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have a bit of a. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a hot take too much if somebody agrees with me. Um, I don't. I don't know if this necessarily counts at all, but. I'm going to say it like this. Due to the low ratings, the fact that the appeals panel has no stability whatsoever, and NASCAR can't enforce their own rules, and the team's upset with money on a down year with all of those added in, I think my hot take right now is that NASCAR's in more trouble than people think they are. I don't think they're going to die off. I don't think any of that stuff. Like, let's not go crazy with it. I don't think it's, you know, going to have a hot, you know, two million people jump off, but... This was supposed to be a huge year for the sport. This is supposed to be a year where the sport moving forward would be able to have a a bit of a jumping off point because it had been pretty stable and almost going up. I think that if they can't turn at least one of those things around by the end of the year, whether it's the appeals panel and how they enforce rules, how the teams get the money or the ratings, NASCAR into this next TV deal for about the next eight to 10 years is going to be in a lot of trouble rather than if they can at least fix one of those. That's my hot take. I know it's not too hot of a take, um, but I, f- I, feel like, I feel like compared to how I usually have been recently, that's hot enough. We need like a pecking order of like all the things you listed. What's like, what do they need to get done first, then second, uh, then third, then fourth? Team, team I, stability first. It ha- I think yeah, it has I would agree. That. No, first and foremost. Uh, yeah. Get that agreed on. I'd say teams, if st- team stability is better, you can work together with them and help with the ratings. And then the ratings with that, I think the rule stability can be the last. We've seen with other sports, we've seen with other racing series, like Formula One, NFL, they can still do well and have instability with the rules, as much as it sucks uh, to say that. Uh, But I think that's the three pecking order, if I had to pick. Interesting. Good stuff. Interesting. Yeah. And I saw some people talk about it. I don't know if there's going to be like a split per se. I don't really see that. No, that's too early. early. Yeah, nobody knows what's going to happen. Way too early. Way too early. Now it uh, makes for a very, um, very fun speculation. At least, so we can speculate on that. But yeah, so Darren, anyways, you're next. Yep, just about to go. Anyways, so Clint Boyer said on the broadcast he personally thinks William Byron will win six to eight races. So I had to go back and look at the numbers. You know, comparing you know his 2022 season to 2023, and looking back at the first seven races of last season, 38th. 34th, 5th, 18th, 1st, 12th, 3rd and 1st. So he was he was able to get two wins within the first uh within the first eight races. And then 2023, the first seven races so far, uh 34th, 25th, two back-to-back wins, uh 32nd, 5th and 24th. So you know what, in my opinion, this may sound a little crazy now, but okay. in my opinion, I think this 24 team has taken the attitude of either hey, you know what? This is the playoffs. It's either checkers or records, okay? Now, I know he finished 24th, but look at how many laps he led in the last race at Richmond, 117. And then, you know, a fifth-place finish at Austin. Uh, you know, he was he was running up front for a lot of the day, too. 
I don't think Clint Boyer's uh, um, his uh, six to eight wins prediction is too far off. I actually agree with it. With the way Hendrick Motorsports has um, been has uh, has um, figured out the next gen car a lot better this year, I could totally see William Byron winning six to eight races. I think he's a uh, he's on the come up for sure. We need to do like uh, like Skip Bayless and put some Dime Mountain Dew on that one because I'm taking the under. I'm, I'm not 100% sold yet. I'll go four or five wins at best for William Byron. That's a good one, though. That's, that's still a, a lot of wins, though. That's still a lot. Of, that'd still be a great season, be a breakout. Compared year. to what he's done so far to, exactly. in his career. Yeah, exactly. He's got to he's got to run before he can sprint. That's the way I see it. <laughs> okay. Really true. quick, before we get to the next one, I want to address the chat and then probably those listening. Yes, I do have allergies, cat. And, oh, they were already speculating. Yes, and um, and I have enough cold Chastain. medicine in me to take down a bull elephant. So I'm gonna make yeah. it through the show. I'm just laughing at the typo that you made. You said that you was around a car for the first time in about a year. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Mid, I'm like, yeah. I'm like the mid the Midwesterner who drives everywhere was around a car New for the car first time in a year. Uh, Cats. I was Kitty. I was actually around. I was around a tornado for the first time in about a year. That was that was. Oh fun. god. I was stuck that in a BP great. with like every idiot in Illinois. <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh, it was. It was. It was. A, I'll tell the story forever, but not tonight. <laughs> anyway. Eric, my next. Yes, yes, sir. Gentlemen, what the hell is going on with Legacy Motor Club? When oh. Jimmy Johnson showed up, I thought they were going to take another step forward. You know, when it was just petty with Eric Jones, they struggled. Then last year, GMS comes in and suddenly Eric Jones is top 20 in points. He wins a freaking race. So I yeah. thought this year, at least the 43 car of Eric Jones would take another small step forward. And instead, these first seven races, eight if you include the clash, they've taken a huge step backwards and i don't know if you saw the report this week from motorsport.com that their brand new president of business operations who was literally brought on two months ago he's already gone i don't know if he got fired if he resigned but he's already out and guess what happened a day after that report their yeah. old sponsors tide and gain revealed they're with colleague now so <laughs> legacy motor club is struggling on the racetrack they seem to be struggling to find sponsors almost every race has been Sunseeker and allegiant those are both maury oh, gallagher owned or affiliated companies so i'm genuinely worried about legacy motor club on and off the track and i didn't expect to i thought they were going to take another step forward and right now they look yeah. bad and that's not really a hot take that's just what the hell's going on over there what what, are the, what, what how can we step this get this move in the right direction i, hey, I didn't er even notice that yeah. i picked eric jones to make the playoffs and i i feel like an idiot I, now. I, I might have too i'd have to go back and look oh no i was on <laughs> the have, fence i think i had him as my first out, i think you were close yeah at this point close. he's he's 25th in points and gregson's 29th still looking for his first top 10 his rookie of the year contender or competitor ty gibbs is on his third straight top 10 this past week so it's just it's been disappointing mm. The, the right, schemes somewhere. do look good. She ranks says in the chat. Uh, the schemes They're do look clean. good this year. I, I, I love the good. way that those look each year. I'm glad they still are here for this race weekend. So I'm happy to see that. Uh, for my hot take, we're going to keep it dirt related, dirt Bristol related. I don't know if this guy's going to even get end up getting to make the race this weekend. But I foresee Jonathan Davenport getting top fives in both races if he gets a chance to be in them. And if he's in that truck race, I would gladly have him to win this weekend. That man has accomplished so much on dirt. He's really good. I've seen him compete with the best on high bank dirt tracks before. He won at Bristol in a light model. And I saw him at Taswell Speedway, which is a third mile high bank dirt oval, similar to Bristol Motor Speedway. He was really good on a track like that. And one of the last times that I can recall his name being mentioned was when 
Kyle Larson went and raced over at Tazewell Speedway. Kyle Larson did not win there. He was beat by Jonathan Davenport. If Jonathan Davenport can make the races this weekend, watch out. I'd see him etching his name into the NASCAR winner circle. Damn, I feel like our hot takes were like pretty even. I'm really curious to see what yeah. Paul will say. I just yeah. want to, I want to point this out that you know I, I stopped it when it hit the second after, but Danny took 48 seconds again. Nice, 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 nice. Is that an omen for this weekend? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no, right now, Danny, you're taking the early lead. I see. Let's see right now. By, Eric's catching up a little bit. By the way, we've done eight of these, and uh, I have the lead with five. Darian two. Eric with one. So. Danny might get oh, we got to get win. Danny on the scoreboard. Yeah, we got to get hey. Danny his, his first hot take award. Yeah, it and looks like it's like it, it looks like it's a uh, it's a more of a battle for second at this point. And by the way, to the mods, we are on sub mode. By the way, yeah, yeah. Thank you, mods. Thank you, mods. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Let's get to okay. it. But moving on, I mentioned Kyle Larson when talking about Jonathan Davenport. He won this weekend. Good for him. His first win of the season. And uh, he finishes ahead of Josh Berry getting a second place run in a nine car. What do you guys think about all that? Really all around amazing weekend for Hendrick Motorsports. I mean, you feel for William Byron because he was clearly the class of the field at times. Now, although we were going on those long runs towards the end of the race and he was starting to fade, but you felt like they were going to figure it out. And then unfortunately it gets taken out. It happens. It's part of racing, you know, one of those uh, old racing deals. But then, you know, that late caution helped set up Josh Berry uh and and michael mcdowell by the way all hail mcdowell supremacy top 10 finish not not hendrick related but back to hendrick now josh berry <laughs> um with the best finish of his career um you know you you know you talk about like you know people have you know people talk about all the time oh gosh if only i had an opportunity this and that you know blah yada yada well josh berry got his opportunity under unfortunate circumstances of course with chase elliott and he's running away with it, man. I mean, two, I mean, at first it was back to back top tens. And we're like, okay, that's pretty good. Now it's a second place. Now I get it. The strategy part had a lot to do with it, but he's still a short track guy at the end of the day. You just need to put him in position. And, you know, like even Mike Joy said on the uh on the broadcast, like, oh damn, for Josh Berry, it's like a 20 lap shootout at like Hickory or something like that. You know, he's a he's a short track guy, so he knows what's up. But it's still able to bring that car home, P2. Let me just say this if Dale Earnhardt Jr., when you ever decide to move up to the cup series, um, whether it's five years or 50 years down the road, something Somebody's like that. Put, <laughs> put Josh, it feels like it, right? Put Josh Berry in that car ASAP as your first driver. And also to um, shout out to Kyle <laughs> Larson. Uh, Kyle Larson won in um, the late Ricky Hendricks scheme uh, on his, on what would have been his birthday. Uh, Mike Joy getting choked up about that um, after the race. I didn't, I didn't know that. So appreciate you, Mike. Yeah. For, uh, bring that up. It was a good yeah. catch, but catch Hendrick Motorsports, sure. Hendrick Motorsports wins the appeals thing and they're winning on the yeah, track they're, again. They're, it's... they're really big winners this weekend, but side note, go back to Josh Berry. You know, I, I think it's cool. Yeah. He proved he, he's good short track racer, managed to wheel it, got second place. I'm really watching out more for when we get to Martinsville. He'll, he'll still be in a nine car by the time that one comes up. And uh, that's one. The nine car has won at Martinsville before with Chase Elliott. He's won there before in the Xfinity Series and in late models. That's where I'm watching for him. Yeah. Yeah. Be Great point. Talking about Kyle Larson, though, this is, you know, he's been so close a few times already this year, like Daytona 500 for once he was up front on the final lap in contention. Didn't work out for him. Uh, he'd been outdueled by William Byron or William Byron's pit crew twice this year, late in races. So, kind of just been waiting for Kyle Larson to seal the deal and finally win one. He's been so close. So yeah, Byron, you know, got spun by bell. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but 
Um, ultimately it was Larson's pit crew once again, getting him up out front and he knew what to do with it. Joe Gibbs racing on the long runs had Hendrick's number by the end of this race, but short run those Hendrick pit crews and Hendrick drivers, like even Josh Berry. Yeah. Strategy got him onto the front row, but he held that position that final restart. He could have easily slipped, fell backwards, gotten manhandled by these cup regulars instead. No, he held strong and finished second. So no, another really good weekend. I think Bowman had another top 10. So a really good weekend for Hendrick, but especially Kyle Larson, like he, He's been overdue for his first win this year. Who yeah. would you say? Oh, I'm sorry. Just really quick question. Who would you say the worst Hendrick car was all weekend? I mean, like, what was their worst run? Like, what? Like, just barely outside the top 10? Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, it was probably uh, Josh Berry running, like, 15. Yeah, yeah. But like, even that's yeah. not bad for, for a sub driver. Well, that's, that's a pretty good what indicator. Im- what impressed yeah. me about Barry is that he had been running, like, 30th for the first bit of the day. And they mm-hmm. just continuously got better. got better through the day. Um, so it shows the cup adaptability, at least. Even though he got a top 10, he still remains a points leader. I'll probably say Bowman was probably maybe the worst one because he he, he stayed up there because he started on the pole and just having that starting position I think was a big help. He was, he, he was obviously top 10 speed, but not like enough to stay up in the top five. I, I don't think. know about that because I think Barry was at best a 15th place car that just the track position helped out with. Like, but he Bowman got better and better. Maintained. By the end of the day, Bowman may have, or by the end of the day, Barry might have been a top ten car. I I I would say that's possible. Maybe it's just the cleaner air. (laughs) But it it was pretty clear that you know, like obviously, obviously, like you know, with no practice and qualifying during the weekend, it it was um it was um it was pretty clear right away that that first stage and really the first two stages were going to be basically like you know mini practice sessions. At least that's the way I saw it. And then Josh Mm. Barry were able to take a you know basically a thirtieth place car and you know bring it up to the fit you know to um inside the top 15 and got lucky with the strategy too i mean hey you know uh, shout out to to, to gustinson man I, I know people get on him and stuff but that was, was a great tom, call. it was, it was, was great tom call. gray oh, oh, oh never mind oh, yeah. that's right that's right that's right i mean that's right. it, it might Thank have been it might have been alan gustin on you know speed dial but yeah uh, maybe was, maybe on the phone tom gray was on the box that's right so. hey hey these 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 other guys these secondary guys are stepping up on on the pit kevin, box and stuff too man. kevin mendering i believe this was, was this his first career cup win as a crew chief uh, with a uh, Larson, because he was with so. uh, Jimmy, right? Wasn't he with Jimmy at the very end? Uh, Jimmy yeah. didn't win so, anything, yeah. so at the yeah. end. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think it, it helps that, you know, Larson had worked with him before. Bowman has worked with Greg Oz before, obviously. So I think it, it helps. So there are a few of these guys had, you know, close common relationships with him already. And, and yeah. what, and how, how many weeks has it been? Is that, is that about done? Is the suspension about over with? They got one more. One I think more. this week is their last. And, and really, and really it won't even matter. They don't and, need the crew chief this weekend. And, and honestly too, I mean, like, did it really affect anything in the grand scheme of things? I mean, they're still running pretty, pretty damn good. Like spectacular. Like all four of their cars are. Kind of, you know, a little out of the Hendrick box, but I, I you know, I noticed because I, I, I do see the ticker going on the bottom uh, with everyone else. One thing uh, or one driver I wanted to, to point out here had a solid top 20 run lead lap finish was uh chandler smith in that 13 yeah. he finished 17th i think if i saw yeah. correctly yeah yep 17th uh, uh started 37th no yeah, practice I, no qualifying just got better and that's Todd a good Gill point p15 yeah, as well 15th so for gilland so there, there were some really good runs and i'll be real with this too i don't I try not to tweet as much, unfortunately. I, I, I get the bug. The, the bug bit you. The bug it gets bit the you. best of me. But, but I think I only tweeted maybe once or twice on race day. And my big takeaway that I put out there was like this race, honest to God, was really good. Yeah, uh, it was I, a great I did, race. I, I like. I think I gave it like an eight or so. Like it, to to me, and this was going to be my before we heard all the news. This is going to be my hot take. This is my favorite race of the year. 
so far. Yeah, I think I so liked, too. I liked I it more than Daytona. I like it. I liked it more than Fontana. Um, so I mean, I think that what it kind of I I would like to see what happens at Martinsville before definitively saying this because I would like more than just a, a happenstance of two good races or two solid races with Coda and Richmond. But if Martinsville is a really good race on top of this, I, I think NASCAR might be onto something with this package. Yeah, good I mean, point. It's good. I mean, it's past. I mean, like fingers Richmond, crossed because Richmond, like people were um were judging the Phoenix race too hard, in my opinion. I was like, no, the real test is going to be at like Richmond and Martinsville, and the Richmond test. Yeah, because last year that was a pretty good race. Because last year race. the the spring races for both Richmond and Martinsville were not the greatest at all. Yeah. Also, also the road courses because you know they struggled a little bit last year. I think mm-hmm. by previous standards and i think coda before the overtime fest at the end was i think really good race i think it was shaping yeah. up to be a strong one now, really quick yeah. uh, if you guys don't mind i'd like to go over the top 10 really quick just to go over some more notables uh larson josh barry obviously one two ross chastain and christopher <laughs> p3 and four we'll get to them uh, uh pretty soon uh kevin harvick p5 just hey can, hey putting shr on his back but but you know what shr did run better this weekend they were a little bit better a little put up the banners right put up the banners Hang the banner, the Hang yeah. the banner. We, we're, <laughs> we're better and also all hail mcdowell supremacy in p6 uh seventh joey logano alex bowman eighth um bowman is not the points leader anymore correct is no he is oh he is okay okay so He's bowman's still the points leader yeah and then you yeah. got to think of wins coming soon for him at this yeah. point. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. Now this driver has really been impressing me the uh, the past three weeks. Ty Gibbs with another top ten finish. Hey yeah. Eric, Eric, I want to I want to put you on the spot here. You know you were very critical of uh, Ty Gibbs last year. I mean we all were, but I mean you seem to be like more of a fan of his in the beginning, and then obviously he did <laughs> some stuff you didn't like. So uh, what do you think about him now? Do you think the perception the the uh, the um, um the whole perception on Ty Gibbs is starting to change? I think it is. I mean, I've never really doubted his talent. It was just, you know, his decision-making and mm-hmm. high-stress, you know, fight-or-flight moments. He had made consistently bad judgment calls, it felt like. Um, my worry for him this year was, you know, he's not going to be running up front every week, obviously. He's going to be running 15th or 20th a lot of the time. How does he handle that mentally? Is he able to cope with not leading laps, not having the best he's, car, not dominating? Like- and yeah, so far, it's only seven weeks, but he seems to be progressively getting a little better three straight i think it's three straight ninth place finishes yep. actually yeah. so yeah like that at a variety of tracks what's that a road course short track and i guess like, a super speedway so for a, for a rookie I, for a rookie yeah. in 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 today's nascar that's pretty good i know some I, of y'all want to go back to the early 2000s oh rookies yeah. used to win all the time totally different yeah. era in this era i feel like the standard now is okay it took chase elliott and kyle larson what 99 starts to get their first win so mm-hmm. i feel like that's like well, the new goal you he's know still I mean? he's still within shooting range of getting into the top 16 yeah. right now he's only 17 points sure. out yeah yeah, so if he just keeps this up. And then rounding out the top 10 was Brad Keselowski. Bad Brad, only led a lap, but I mean, he was Another top 10 top for 10. Brad, though. I'm yeah. telling you. He had a bad week at Coda, and I know he's maybe not the best road racer, but they just ha- he was involved in like half a dozen incidents, but he yeah. came back and showed so, more top 10 speeds. So that made me happy. Side note on Brad Keselowski, I just got to say, I saw way too many people going in on the whole Brad thing today. I know there was another, there was another guy who goes by Brad, Brad Perez, but... It's just a marketing thing. I don't know why people are getting so mad about that. 
Wait, oh, what did I, I miss? I, I, I didn't say, I don't I even know something. what you're talking so, about. So they changed the name rail on Brad Keselowski's car for this weekend because with uh, uh, King's Hawaiian rules. Oh. And they, they they put Brad Keselowski on the name rail. And and a oh, lot of people was getting a lot of people was getting mad about that because there was another guy who already oh, kind of yeah. claimed that nickname. Oh, they also oh, put that... different kind of shoes on an M&M, you know, important stuff. <laughs> I was going to point okay. out real quick. Uh, I was just curious, uh, but <laughs> no, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> okay, so Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, Christopher Bell has five top 10 finishes this year. The second most top 10s at JGR is Ty Gibbs with three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, and hey, also, surprising. Well, you want to hear something else kind of crazy with that, too? Three top 10s means he's tied with guys by the name of Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, <laughs> Red Keselowski, Reddick, <laughs> William Byron. So uh, let's now see. the difference is Ty Gibbs has led zero laps. Yeah, so but that I mean, is, there's the difference. Hey, look, for, for a rookie, though, my <laughs> no, exactly. What, you know, he's, my he's, but, the trajectory is going the right direction earlier mm-hmm. than I kind of thought it would. So, like, yeah. honestly, I do think he's doing a, a good job to start the year. But also, I'll, I'll, I'll also admit this those extra starts last year for 2311 definitely helped out in the long run. It would have taken sure. him like way longer to get adapted to this next gen car had he waited. So, this that's you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's the top ten. I mean, some other notables outside. Can we just talk about 10? Truex real quick. Yeah, I, yeah. Cause... Truex was P eleven, so we can talk. Yeah, about let's just next. talk about him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go and well, let's go and talk about him now because I, I assume everyone's heard the audio between him and James Small. Uh, James Small didn't tell Truex that he was on scuffed tires there at the end. <laughs> Uh, and so he's just trying he's just trying to wheel it, thinking he's got a chance to win, and he doesn't realize that he's on bad tires. Yeah, yeah. I mean. First, like Truex long run had one of the best cars. Caution fell at the wrong time. They played the tire strategy wrong. He ends up 11th. Dang, sucks. But bigger question, guys, is like, is the writing on the wall that on the wall that this James Small Truex pairing like, could we see a change mid season? Considering yes. we don't know how many years Truex has left. I'm, I'm it, it, straight up it, yes. it, it just it just <laughs> seems like ever since uh, his old crew chief left, like he it's just. It's not gonna be the, it's not gonna be the right pairing like it used to be. Well, to to me right, that uh, to me yes because one, how are you the I, if I'm assuming based on what the broadcast said maybe maybe I find out later it's wrong whatever, um but based on what the broadcast said how are you the only team competing up front who doesn't have like fresh tires left at the end? I I, I know that it's a cup series it's difficult that kind of stuff but that that seems like a rookie mistake on a crew chief's part and then. I mean, I'm looking at his year so far, and yeah, he's up front in the points mm. a bit. He's got one top ten. Top I mean, ten, yeah. I'm looking like, at that. Like it, when when you're looking at guys that would be like that so far, you're looking at guys like Corey LaJoy, you know, like Michael McDowell, you know, uh, Chase Briscoe. Like Martin, I, 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 that's this is why I, I don't think if and if I did, he was the last one I put in. I'm pretty sure I didn't put Martin Truex Jr. in the playoffs this year. Because he's consistently gotten worse with top fives and top tens, and it's not seeming to slow up. Like everyone says, he has so much left in the tank, and maybe he does. So I, I think a crew chief change will be big. Because one top ten in seven races—I don't care what time of the season that is—for somebody of they his won. caliber, they did win the clash. Like, <laughs> yeah, and 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 when he won a clash, I thought he was coming in like ready to have a rebound year. Yeah. But to be fair, yeah. I don't think I don't know that crew chief matters that much in the clash. I mean, there's no, no real. Yeah. Pick it, it really, it really <laughs> doesn't. Like the Just clash, the clash, and this weekend, the the crew chief doesn't matter because they don't really do standard. Uh, well, I mean, they help with. Ops. They got to figure out the setups but, and make adjustments. But yeah, 
Okay, look, I'll, uh, Jared obviously said, yeah, definitely look into the crew chief change. I'm going to pump the brakes on that just a little bit. I'm looking at the stats right now. So he's been Martin Trex Jr.'s crew chief since 2020, you know, the whole weird pandemic-filled season. Oh, gosh, 2020 was so weird and awful. Anyways, um, you know, first year, seventh in the points, a win. 2021, they take the next step, uh, four wins, uh, nearly wins the championship, too. So we definitely be we would definitely be looking at this in a in a whole different light if they were coming off of a off of a a, a very recent NASCAR championship. I think but we'd then, be looking at it worse. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, either way, for sure. But um, ever since the 2022 season, it's like you know, 2022 was like it was a decent season, but obviously didn't win a race and didn't make the playoffs, and obviously off to not off to the greatest start. Um, yeah, I think you can frame it in different ways too. The way, because the way I see it is, he's led less laps every single season consecutively since 2019. He's had less mm-hmm. top tens and top fives consecutively since 2019. So the wins are so, sporadic, but let's be real, like that. You know, nowadays you can be a little more sporadic with that. But I mean, look how people were reacting. You know, you're talking about we'll look at it differently with the championship. Look how people reacted to Kyle Larson winning, what, three, four races last year? Everyone acted like it's the end yeah. of the world because he didn't dominate and win a championship. So, yeah, good, yeah. good point. Yeah, the point I wanted to make, though, is that obviously when James Small came in, he was not going to be better than a better crew chief than Cole Pern. Like, I knew that right away. Like, you're not going to replace Cole Pern and stuff, too. That's, you know, it's just rare. It's just, it's a rarity to have a crew chief that, that amazing. Um, and consistent but I mean I don't I mean you know the current situation Shrex is in now he's getting up there in age and stuff I mean if this if this continues if we go if we're at the halfway point and they're still having these streaks of like not being able to get top tens here and there and stuff too like let's say he has like four or five top tens by the time they reach the halfway point then yeah by that point I'm all for a crew chief change but we still got some other tracks coming up that have favored them in the past so I'm just gonna pump the brakes on it right now. Just give them a little more time for sure. Well, I just I just think of who you're gonna replace him with. You're gonna bring That's, Ben Bayshore back exactly. up. Exactly. Like I don't Jason think you're Radcliffe. gonna find I don't think you're gonna find anybody better than than James Small. You know uh, what I mean? Like I would I would love the Jason Ratcliffe one, but I think I've saying he doesn't want to go back to cup racing. No, does he? No. I, I, Who's I he think, is he with Nemechek now or is he with Sammy? I think Smith? I think he's with No, Nemechek. he's with the the all star. He's at the All Star Car. Okay, okay. okay. I'm, I'm I'm surprised he wouldn't want to go back to Cup. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, Moonhead, how's it going? Love him, Car. Anyways, in conclusion, stick it out with James Small. I mean, like, what's the what do you have to lose? I mean, one top ten in seven races is already you, you pretty just bad. Hate, you just yeah. you feel like times of the essence because this could be Martin's last year. You don't know. Like he hasn't really. He's been pretty quiet about that. So mm, you'd hate for him 40s. to. Yeah, yeah you'd hate for him to there. go out kind of with a whimper. You know. I don't know. I, so they, there might be a sense of urgency there. Like we got to swap something out now, you know, get the most out of Truex yeah. when we can. I don't know. I don't think they'll change, make it. I don't think they'll make a change during the season. Uh, well, they might after the season. I mean, something right. interesting if he sticks here around. is more in depth statistics. His average running position in every race, but two has been 15th or worse. Other than three Daytona, but I don't really, I don't know how much you really want to count Daytona. I guess how much uh-huh. you want to count Atlanta, but I mean, nah. looking at his average running position at, at Fontana, 20th his average That's running position at vegas was seventh then after that 18th 15th 15th 7th so but he won the class yeah. <laughs> hang the banners hang the banners uh, yeah i mean yeah. looking at i mean, just kind of looking even more at statistics that are like more in depth like driver rating wise he's only had one race over 100 which is generally seen as you 
the the borderline of a good race to a bad race. And other than that, those two races, his driver rating's been below an 87 every week. Well, hey, we got to give the crew chief rating a low score this week. That's all I'm <laughs> oh, saying. Yeah. Oh, I totally yeah. will. 100%. Yeah. And, 100%. And, and based on driver rating, this was like basically tied for being his best run race as a driver this year. And his crew chief screwed him out of it. Oh, that's I'm terrible. a true X believer. I, I predicted I, this offseason he would have a big bounce back year. I thought the clash was the start of something special. There's still time. I'm holding on. Yeah. Hope. To, be fair, to be fair uh, to true X, the winner of the clash last year won a championship. So let's exactly. see what happens. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna bounce back. I mean, Jimmy Johnson won the clash in one of his last years. Yeah, yeah. He yeah but he wrecked well, Paul Menard. You wrecked Paul Menard. Yeah, but Paul you Menard had all the hell in the world. Menard had that one won. He he was, you know, we were all getting hard for Menard that day. And then Jimmy, Jimmy just had to tear our hearts out. For real. Yeah. That, that should have been Menard's last win, looking back. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's let's move on from that one uh david bell cover your ears we got to talk about uh christopher <laughs> bell and ross yep. chastain yeah um, you know we had to so it's all ross chastain's fault how could he do this how could he do this to us i mean i do want to give bell credit uh he did later on twitter kind of say hey my bad i saw the replay mm-hmm. i had more room so at least he sort of you know, I don't know if apolog- he apologized to William Byron, at least he at least amended his statement. But after the race, yeah, it was that he was so quick to call out Ross Chastain, the wrecking ball. Yeah. When I, I think we can all agree Chastain did not cause that wreck. Not at all. Is that unanimous? That net code issue. Total net code We issue. argue about yeah. most topics on here, and this is not one of them. Yeah. yeah. This, I don't know. What do y'all think of like memes aside? Because the memes have for the most part been very entertaining. Like, do you think this is becoming a bad habit of drivers? Like, like, like a, a few weeks ago, and I'm a sort of guilty of this when uh Harvick spun at Atlanta off the mm-hmm. front nose of Chastain. I, I did it too. It, it was like, you know, a lot of people immediately said, Oh, it was all Chastain's fault. And then people said, oh, okay, no, that wasn't, that wasn't. I guess you know what they didn't touch. And but even I was still like, well, but Chastain was still maybe the air. I don't know. But you know, between that kind of incident, this one with Bell and Byron, like, do we have a problem of people just, you know, blaming Chastain for everything? Like, like, or Coda, um, like Suarez and Bowman immediately looked at Chastain, and Chastain did drive it in pretty deep at Coda, but so did Chase Briscoe. You know, like he wasn't the only one, but he seems to be the one called out. He's, he seems fair? to be the scapegoat right now. See, yeah. Look, I was thinking yes at first to your question. I'll go with no because I mean, look, obviously in this in this. Um, in the uh, in the case of Richmond, that was clearly not his fault. But still, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's right, but Chastain still has a history of of, of you know of, you know racing shenanigans like that every now and then. So mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know. Like, I want to say I'm fifty fifty, but like, I don't know. I feel like I'm more maybe like sixty forty on this. You know, like I feel bad because it's like he he didn't do anything wrong, and he's out of, and he's you know getting blamed immediately for it. So like, you know, that's wrong. But then like, it's like, dude, you have a history too. So automatically people are going to start thinking like, hey, like it must have been him. You know what I mean? Like, I think honestly though, he should just run with this, man. I mean, now he's, he's more (laughs) memeable and stuff. He's the wrecking ball. Hey, for Bristol dirt, come out in. I came in like a wrecking ball by Miley Cyrus. Side note, someone jokingly said Chastain took eight of Mitten's nine lives. And the funny thing is he was actually the one who was pictured with Mitten's. He was the one who actually avoided him. (laughs) Well, I just think it's funny that two weeks in a row, drivers have kind of just like gone out of their way to 
call out Chastain during those like post-race interviews. Cause at Coda, it was Kyle Bush with Chastain, like standing in the background, just being like, Oh, speaking of drivers who don't know how to race clean or whatever. Oh. It's like, just go throwing them under the bus. Then bell, oh, well, uh, you know, my, with the wrecking ball and comments. What Noah Every Lewis week. just said in the chat, he said, telling Ross about Bell's comments was truly uh, awkward. You could tell yeah. it caught Ross very off guard, understandably. And, well, and, oh. and I, I understand that because at that time he just knows, Hey, go talk to the media. And all of a sudden he's being told that. And what he said back to Noah, I remember was basically him just saying like, yeah, well, they all talk about me behind my back now at this point. Yeah. So that, ah. that's, that's what I want to get to. Like, I'm sick of this schoolyard BS. I'm, I'm sick of it. One, <laughs> I, we, t- we talked about it before. Chastain needs to just freaking own it. He is who yeah. he is. Stop, well. stop trying to play both sides. You know, like, you're not I think he to... has owned it for the most part. I think he has. Like, oh, Coda, for, he didn't really. For the, mo- really... For the most part, Maybe this though. year so far. But, I mean, remember last year, it's like, I just need to do better, man. I just need to do better. Oh, Next yeah, yeah. week, I see somebody saying. out. So, yeah. own it. Just own it, bro. Own Because I'll be real. You know what? We'll rip on him when it's stupid. But I enjoy it. We need somebody mm-hmm. like Ross Chastain every week because a lot of the times the drivers will just, you know. Most of the comments... Most of the comments I got on Monday, and even from my own mom, they all agreed that they love the fact that there is a, a bad boy again to root for. A lot of people are wanting that. Well, yeah. Where I was getting at, though, before it was like, these guys, I, I'm sick of, of just finding out stuff on Twitter. I don't care if you tweet something. Like, ooh, yeah. good for you. You're 100 miles away from him tweeting like from priests. the pool. Like yeah. calling everyone hacks on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. You, you, Immediately. Like Kyle Bush looking over and being like that guy. It's like, okay, how about you actually talk to him? Like, yeah, why don't you tell him how you and, feel? And, 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 and if you can't get through to him, you're still at least the rational one here. Like, I, I did, you know, talk, like, Bell during his interview kept looking over his shoulder, and I'm like, dude, just talk, talk to, to him, him, bro. Like, yeah. like, like Chastain is not scary to walk up to. I've done it, like, 12 times. <laughs> like, he's not yeah, a he's, scary he's not person. A, and, not imposing. They're not Yeah, he's, he's really not. It, I think he's probably, like, my height, a little bit scrawnier than I am. He's not, like... Yeah. Big or anything. Honestly, a lot of these out this week like... that he was on the grassy knoll, caused Chernobyl, and was there for the Hindenburg doesn't mean we can't talk to the man. That's yeah. true. After all oh, the games yeah. this week, he is kind of scary. I like so, the way. So, so, no, there was there was some good ones this week. I just gotta say, yeah, that. there was. Yeah, amazing edits too. I love it. And Jared's was. Oh my god, I didn't expect Jared, that. you got people worked but up. I do yeah, like. I do like the schoolyard analogy that Jared used though. Cause like, yeah, like I remember like, like basically like this might be different from like where y'all came from, it, you know, where I went to high school at, if you had a problem with somebody, like you just like immediately just go up to them and just like settle yep. it basically. You know Pretty what much. I mean? Like, so I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's very funny to see like, you know, NASCAR drivers who are supposed to be like these, these badasses, right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's, it, it's funny to me that, you know, you see them and, you know, after a, you know, a, a long, hard race and stuff, you know, like just, you know, kind of just pity patter around, you know, certain issues and stuff when it comes to Chastain, you know, they're just like, Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Instead of like talking to him directly and be like, Hey, you know, what's your effing problem here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying like, you got to cuss out the guy, but at least have a conversation with them. At least oh, talk and, to him if you have a problem. What I kind of thought with it too is, you know, and, and, Darren, you were saying your your version of it, like the school part, like this is also kind of it, it shows some of the disconnect between NASCAR fans and NASCAR drivers in the sense that like I'm pretty sure most people watching be like, yeah, if you have a problem with someone, just talk to them, you know? Yeah. Like even like I'm not I I didn't say fight, just like hey, like, what's the deal here? Yeah, you know? like yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to get in their face. You don't have to. You know, you can you can bring them back to your holler, walk behind yeah. the scenes, whatever it is, but. 
Like, I'm just, I'm sick of this BS where yeah. we're going to tweet about it all week. We're going to talk on a podcast about it. We're never going to be in the same room. Avoid each other at the track. Like, I'm sorry. I stopped doing that when I was like in, you know, ninth, 10th grade. Like, yeah, like we're all grown. Uh, we're this grown, is, this is like kid stuff. Yeah. I'll play devil's advocate to an extent. Uh, some drivers have talked to him. What if they're just not getting through? Like Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain last year after Gateway went and had breakfast. And yet you still hear Hamlin a couple weeks ago saying that he's just trying to get Chastain to take any sort of accountability when he does talk to him. And, and he I had know, a hard time getting that out of him. I know I've, it was. I've seen was, Kyle uh... Bush. I've seen Kyle Bush and confront Chastain on pit road. I think at Phoenix 2021. And I don't know if that went anywhere. Suarez confronted Chastain at Coda last week. And I don't know if that's going to, so like some drivers have maybe this is why I'm playing devil's advocate. Maybe Ross is a really bad listener. Maybe he does have to own some of it. I don't know. And maybe drivers are just giving up because they know that he's not a good listener. Then why put yeah, him on media if it's not going to get through to him? That's where I go. Yeah. Like, that's, attention, yeah. attention. You, you want to win the you know, appeal of the public. I think everyone knows yeah. that, like, even fans who like Chastain it's, know he's kind of like a pariah at this point. Like, you know, look, so they, yeah. they're winning also, the public appeal. And also, let's be honest, too. I mean, just like, you know, you know, the whole media thing, it's part of the game, too. So, like, yeah, you know, that's one thing where, like, hey, look, yeah, I, I also want to see, you know, like, drivers confront each other, you know, most of the time. But then, like, if you don't, then what else are they going to do? They're usually not going to keep it to themselves. They're going to tell, you know, the media, you know, some sometimes people like you and me and stuff, you know, like in the post-race interviews or whatever. And shout out to Noah Lewis. He's been getting some fire content um, post-race wise, and it's been going viral on there. So shout out to you. I must say this. Chastain's going to snap at some point. Like, as you can, that was the first time I saw him visually upset. He's going to snap. You can only get blamed for everyone else's problems for so long or race. Basically, like how everyone else races in these late race restarts and get blamed for it so long before you just say, F it, I'm the bad guy and you're going to have to deal with it now. So do you think I'm I'm going to be, I'm going to be low key tempted at the race this weekend. If it's raining, the, if I see Ross, I, Hey, people said you're to blame for this rain. So, Jared, in that sense, you know, the way you described it, would you describe Ross Chastain as a potential ticking time bomb to the NASCAR field <laughs> if this go, happens? like I won't go that far, but, I mean, he's been unapologetic. <laughs> I, I, I hope he un, I think he'll be more unapologetic. And See, at that point, I, like, he, he ha- I think he has almost an intimidation factor. Yeah. Because people talk about him and act differently about him than anybody else in the field. Yeah, yeah he's obviously he's in, in their, their head. Yeah, he's he's in Kyle mm-hmm. Busch's head. He's, he's in, in Hamlin's head. Oh, he's definitely in Hamlin's head. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's and, probably and, in about and, 10 or 12 different drivers' heads right now. We know, he's, we know he's been in Harvick's head before, just See, the Xfinity Series. If yeah. I'm if I'm a driver in the Cup Series field, I would caution. I, w- I would tread lightly with that, with, you know, like, because I don't know, like, Ross Chastain's already enough to deal with, but, like, if you piss him off more – then I, I don't. Oh, I don't know. I I, I want to see, see it. it. You know, oh, but like if you're a driver, yo, do you yo, want to see it? I don't so, think so. Side note: I'm just going back to the original Ross Chastain moment with Kevin Harvick in Xfinity Series back in yep. 17 or wait, what was it? 17? 18. No, 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 no 18. 18. Back in 2018 when that happened, and Harvick said uh, something along the lines of, "Oh, he'll never get a he'll never mm-hmm. get a shot in the uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll never get a shot in the uh, in the Cup Series," and now. He could potentially be taking his sponsor after Harvick retires. Hey, that's, hey I'm mm. gonna have a tweet ready for that day when that happens. <laughs> like, hey, hey, remember what you said? <laughs> but that's yeah. funny. That's a, hey, that's a fact. But yeah, hey, look, field, hey, for the Cup Series field, I would beware, tread lightly with Ross Chastain. You don't want to piss him off even more. Just saying. I want to see it. 
I, I, yeah. I genuinely want to see it, and and maybe he'll step over the line and we'll criticize him for it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But until <laughs> yeah, he gets, I, I until, want him until he gets that line. I'm all for it. I want to see him snap so we can get mad at him for snapping. <laughs> I, I, I want to see it snap this weekend so I can get it on camera and get some views this weekend. Hey, whoever he snaps yeah. on, maybe they deserve it. You know, we'll find out. <laughs> That's a great yeah. race, though. I, just, I enjoyed just, the race. Just, just snap this weekend and throw a dirt clod at someone. I want to see that. But, but yeah. Mud no, wrestling Eric, in turn two. Yeah, I was just saying it's a great race. Yeah, it's a great race. I'm glad yeah. we have a lot of interesting racing and, you know, con- like, on track rivalry controversy stuff to talk about at least for the first half of this episode because i know the second half is not going to be fun talking about politics mm-hmm. so i'm glad we could at least start this episode with some kind of good juicy on track drama wait wait a minute hold on hold on let me get this straight the nascar weekly podcast talks about actual racing what yes we do, yes, we do talk <laughs> okay <about> guys <laughs> i want to talk about shugs for a little bit he's a good <laughs> kitty cat and i don't eat him just for the record I've never eaten in my life. <laughs> we don't have to acknowledge the, the stupid very, chat bots. Sounds very incriminating. I blame Chastain. Uh, yeah, blame Chastain. Yeah, that. Ross Chastain creates a cha- the oh, chat bots, but, if you guys didn't know that. But anyways, I blame back Chastain. To the, <laughs> anyways, back to the racing, though. Yeah, Richmond always puts on a spectacular show strategy-wise. As far as the racing product, it can be very hit or miss sometimes. It was good this but, time around. But yeah, it was, it, was, it, it was great this time. It was great this time. I absolutely loved it. Um, I mean, you saw a bunch of strategy stuff taking place. Um, now, one of the first cautions we we we, um, we didn't talk about this yet. Um, just want to get your thoughts on the whole. Uh, what was Denny Hamlin's problem there with JJ oh, yeah. Haley? I what forgot that? about that. What uh, was that? He, he says, says it was an he accident. Apologized. He apologized. I wouldn't admit yeah. to anything anymore if I were Denny. After the penalty, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like after the penalty and stuff, I'm like, as long as you're. He's not a Hendrick driver. He can't get away with that crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. We'll get into that later in the show for yeah, sure. He, yeah, but... yeah, he, yeah. He 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 doesn't have that right. He doesn't have but plot I was armor. Like, but I was like, I, I had to I had to go back to the childhood memory bank here because I was like, oh yeah, these two were teammates in 06 from 06 to 07 briefly. at Joe Gibbs. Very long time ago. Obviously, they've gone different paths in their careers. Yeah, one but uh, the other. but the funniest part though, a props to Fox Sports. It was all caught in 4K. That was amazing. All caught in literal 4K on the on the helmet cam <laughs> from amazing. start to finish. So I immediately thought I was like, okay, he might have just like spun him out for a caution or something. And then you know, since you know. JJ Yelly's in a much slower car, then he might not have to deal with him or whatever as much. So, I, and then it bunched up the field, obviously. But yeah, no, that was that was that was weird. But props to Fox Sports for actually being at the right place at the right time. Usually they miss stuff like that, so you gotta give them props whenever they find it. <laughs> they they got two, I think two of them. Two, weren't they on yeah. Blaney? Blaney, when, when yeah, they were on Blaney, Harry. yeah. So they're yep, two for two. Hey, they yeah. might not be perfect, but I I'll be real. I honestly thought that the last two weeks or so the broadcast has been a lot better. It's it's, it's not been better. good, but it's been better. It's better. <laughs> like hey, hey, at least this week this <laughs> week there good. was I the one thing I liked about this race being on cable, very few commercial breaks. Oh yes. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. But yeah. All right. Moving on. Let's uh let's see. I guess we'll get into the ratings. Oh god! Uh, hey, you liked it being on FS1 for the commercials, but like ratings wise, I don't know if you're gonna like it too much, Eric. So, no, Jared, no. give Table. us the get, just give us the give us the news, the news. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, the rate the ratings for this race were cable ish, uh, one point three <laughs> rating with two point three oh three million viewers. Uh, so it was down forty three percent ratings and forty two percent viewership, but that's FS one versus Fox. It's usually down about thirty five to forty percent, so not a good comparison. 
Uh, 457,000 in the key demo, uh, meaning 20% word. I believe that was number one in racing for the week. Uh, as all racing events were down this year, uh, IndyCar was down. F1 was down, I believe, 3%. IndyCar, I'm mm. surprised that was down. Great um, show, by the way. Something to note about this is that while it is it is low for cable events, and we don't have a good comparison last year because the first two cable races were rained out, uh, looking at cable races last year, Darlington is generally higher, so not a good comparison to a short track. Uh, this actually is about even with Kansas last year, uh, as well as above Sonoma. Uh, so it's it's around where cable races normally are. It's going to be interesting once we get towards May to see how cable is different than uh, cable is different than broadcast TV. But something interesting to note here is that. Every other year, give or take, the ratings will stay even overall or around the same overall, but will go up or down on broadcast or cable. So, like, looking at 2021, for instance, uh, Fox was down 11% that year, and cable FS1 was up 15%. And then last year, cable for FS1 was down 19%, the Fox being up 15%. So, it's going to be an interesting fold to look at. Uh, because I, I honestly think that the FS1 ratings will be a good gauge to see where we go into the NBC portion of the year. Uh, so it's not the end of the world, still a little on the low side. I'm not going to say it was good, uh, but and it could have been much, much worse. As much as I don't want to like give excuses here, my goodness, did you guys say the ratings for that women's basketball hey, game? That March Madness tournament for, women, for, for women's basketball, that was crazy. And also, uh, like, what, 10 million people watched that? It got 10 yeah. million. I looked at that's more almost double the next highest rated uh, women's championship ever, which wow. was like 20 years so, ago. So I hate to oh. say this, like that, that's an excuse. There was a lot of eyes on that game. What was like so different about it? I don't pay attention. Because it, it was, it was Caitlin, Caitlin Clark, who might be the, probably the best women's basketball player ever mm-hmm. going up against probably one of the best overall teams ever. Yeah, LSU yeah. ended up winning, and like then also last game too. Because let's be real, no one's going to see her. No, she's just really good. Yeah, she's just really good. She's really good. No, and she'll have she'll have she'll have one more year. Okay, yeah, so also, like she, she like averaged a triple double or something yeah. in the whole tournament. And, like and also, I, I think her average like points per game this year was maybe thirty or more. Yeah. And also yeah. too, like there was that whole controversy with like the trash talking and stuff. You know, yeah. I, trash talking is a part of sports. And also too, I came, Iowa. I that was we know Darian. We game. know you like trash yeah. talking. Yeah, and also <laughs> Iowa and uh, and uh, what was it? Uh, LSU. They're both like <laughs> totally different culture wise too. Yeah. So I think that had something to do with it. So my, <laughs> my big theory though. My big theory, what what that told me, what the women's national championship being so big told me, is that young people like us will watch traditional TV only when social media tells us to. Well, it's a marketing problem. Yeah, yeah. For NASCAR, I just think. Well, like you know, the Ross Chastain viral move. If that happens, you know, the week like like the day before the Martinsville race, I bet that Martinsville race sees a small uptick. But because it happened after, and there was a week off, and then basically a whole off season off. It didn't really do anything for the ratings, but mm. you know, Caitlin Clark has been all over my Twitter feeds and, yeah. and TikTok and stuff for a few weeks at least now, and so the buildup was certainly there. Yeah, I mean, there's very. It's I think in general NASCAR has just very poor marketing. That's what they need to do next. I think that's how I think yeah. that's the next thing because 
Like they also need that's also you know it's a catch twenty two because you can be star dependent. Stars drive the ratings, but then stars eventually retire. Like Caitlin Clark will go to the WNBA in a couple of years, and we'll see and if ratings sort of, follow her yeah, or we'll, if things we'll die. See. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, so, so, so this is random. Someone asked if Caitlin Clark was going to the WNBA draft this year. Technically, no. She has one more year of eligibility, and also she's technically not old enough. I didn't notice you have to be twenty two to go to the WNBA draft. I didn't know that. Let's be real. Who actually cares about the WNBA? Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't not watch even the it, like it, it. But but going back to NASCAR, I, okay. I think with the star yes. dependent thing, like every, every sporting league and racing series has some kind of star dependency, and the ones that don't fall off the face of the earth. Like if you see, so there's there's some that are just built for star dependency. The NBA is a big one. Like when you think of the NBA, I don't think you think of teams. I think you think of. People. With the NFL yeah. is, is its own league, but look at Formula One. If you want to look at a racing comparison, like tell me right now, two F1 drivers you always hear about, name them right now. Go for it. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton. and uh, Lando Norris because he streams all the time. I see Char- Charles Leclerc. I, I was going for <laughs> Hamilton and, and and Max, but <laughs> yeah, why do we not say Max? <laughs> that's, that's what, but I'm, I'm I saying mean, because he wins so, all the time. He wins yeah, all he's there's many, and they yeah. market them well. Let's not pretend that yeah. F1 races are bangers like the daytona hey, you know f1 is down this daytona. year too though despite a new season of drive to survive yeah. coming out but so what's but going on they're down less they've absorbed the hit sure. a, a lot better and they've had races that have been up this mm-hmm. year so no i well i don't think so i think they're over they, three no they had they had at least one that was up i think they had one that was flat but but give yeah, or take maybe. still they, they've been able to to win over a younger crowd because they've sure. marketed to that younger crowd better. Whereas mm-hmm. I told my brother about the Chastain meme and he goes, who's Ross Chastain. I'm like, <laughs> he's the guy who did the, the hail melon last year, the wall ride. What? I, 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 <laughs> I show him a clip. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that while scrolling through TikTok for like 10 seconds. That that's the NASCAR had a hundred million views, but they didn't capitalize on it. Marketing wise. How many mm-hmm. talk shows did Ross Chastain really go on? Last year after that, I didn't see any. Like if it's if it's me, if if I'm in charge and I have the ability, even if I have to pay the network, you're going on every talk show possible leading up to that championship race, and you're going to embellish the shit out of that move. Nobody knows who Ross Chastain is, even though he's probably like I would say personally the most fun driver to watch every week, and he has something you can talk about every couple weeks. That's a marketing issue. Ross Chastain should be a star. Mm-hmm. He should be yeah, for, for what he does. He should be the guy in the black hat. This is what I said a couple of weeks ago. I don't understand why drivers, I don't understand why every cup Xfinity driver isn't streaming on Twitch at least once a week, isn't speaking directly to their audience, cultivating their own audience, like, going where younger people just, are. Just go, go live yeah. on Instagram, showing yourself just what you're doing today or something. I, I know, I know no, 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 Gregson will do that. He'll just go live on Instagram. See, yeah, some do. Yeah. And, and I think he has more young fans than a lot of, a lot of, other drivers see the reason i the reason i chose lando norris as the second driver behind lewis hamilton was because every time i'm on twitter i feel like every week especially during the f1 season i see like some type of stream clip of his go viral like yesterday he said lewis hamilton had eight championships instead of seven and like yeah that was pretty funny had freaking Mm. 10 like well over 10 you know 10k likes and stuff i'm like this is the type of stuff like nascar could easily have because we have the fan base on the internet like like i'm not saying like we would make you know tweets go viral like that but if they did some funny stuff or you know some like funny little streams every now and then or something like that then you know the fans would certainly tune in 
they well, would tune in it and just, if it was good it just, or whatever. Can't, it just can't feel like i said a couple weeks ago as well it just can't feel too corporate the corporate it can't be too exactly. over overproduced it has to feel genuine it yeah. has to be like we're doing right now we're four guys in our apartments on a zoom call you know, plot Wait, twist. I, this is, I, we're not I using it was any, the basement i thought it was we're, the basement. we're using a free streaming software and we're just talking <laughs> we're just shooting the shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah we, we don't exactly and, we don't, and, i can be doing anything and, else right and, now and i've yeah. seen some people talk about Haley Deegan. i think she's an exception he's great like yeah. at this point i at this, at this point i don't know if nascar is really main priority she's got a brand that she can go do whatever she wants well, to do I, I just point. like deegan's deegan's a great example she, she if every driver tried what deegan did or committed to it the way she has i'll even give uh eric almarola some credit yeah. like yeah. he put he, they put out those often way too overproduced youtube videos <laughs> but i've seen a few of them like gain traction this year and get 50 60 maybe like a hundred thousand views i think i saw on one of that's them that's pretty like, pretty good that's not bad that's really good actually um so yeah. i will at least give him some credit and he's halfway out the door so well, what's the excuse for the young drivers who want to make a 20-year career out of this i think the issue is kind of what 670 package had put in a super chat is that i mean the, the kyle larson incident probably set that back a ton oh, i don't know oh, about yeah. that well, i don't well, think people well, are you kidding on, me that was on, like hold on whoa that, hold on eric that, i don't know that went viral for all like that went viral for it all did. the wrong reasons like and, and- my, I'm not going to say it helped, but yeah. I don't know that it's still like I don't think it's prominently in people's minds. No, no, but it's I bet it's prominently in people who have a lot of money invest in the sports minds, and especially guys that are up top. Look, that are, well, are you just, are you just talking about like being afraid of letting drivers like stream or like yeah, talk yeah, or about letting I see what you're saying. Freely. Okay, oh, like, okay. If you okay. can't trust yeah. your driver to not say the n word, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you got bigger problems. But then you also you also said you also said Haley Deegan too. She got into some hot water mm-hmm. for streaming. She so, said the R word. Yeah. When when's the like when's the last time that you remember NASCAR going viral and not for some kind of like at, before the hail besides. But yeah, not for, for somebody almost dying, not for someone getting hurt, <laughs> not for a giant crash, not for something bad. When's Pro- the last uh, time? Probably when is the last time it was water cooler talk for people our age or like younger. Uh, for me, for me, when it comes to people younger following something in NASCAR, an ongoing storyline, it was 2007 Junior leaving DEI. My friends who watched NASCAR casually would ask me about it. I had one one friend that had a Bobby Labonte uh, folder when I was in school. So it wasn't like it was super popular, but people saw it. They were like, wow, Dale Jr.'s not in the eight. When's like, And I know that Dale Jr.'s a huge star, Jeff Gordon's a huge star, but you can market it to at least to the point where people will care, say, like Kyle Busch being out of the 18, nobody outside NASCAR I don't think really cared about. No. And, and, no. It, and there should have been a huge deal. I mean, Kyle Busch is one of those boom period drivers. Kevin Harvick. Mm-hmm. I, I I told my brother Kevin Harvick is retiring. He goes, which one's he again? You didn't market one of your best <laughs> drivers <laughs> ever? Because he did that. And honestly, even, even Kevin Harvick leaving the 29 should have been a bigger deal because that was, you know, that mm-hmm. was who replaced Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just laughing. I think your brother needs to pay a little more attention, Jerry. <laughs> well, Who's Ross Chastain? Well, well, my brother is a good my indicator. Right? In a lot of ways, is an, is a normal kid yeah, his yeah. age like 20 21 year old who's not watching the sport like mm-hmm. there's there's nothing drawing him he, he used to watch he was a big carl edwards fan he liked kids he liked actually liked roush a lot uh I noticed. uh and then edwards retired oh what but if been? i asked my brother to name any of the drivers nowadays he could probably name me kyle bush and that was only because i didn't like hey. him as a junior fan growing up but you can name maybe kyle bush um maybe like one or two others but 
I think that's just it's it's such an <laughs> issue. They don't market their drivers at all. I yeah, like this true. comment. Not knowing who Kevin Harvick is sounds like a personal issue. TV. Yeah. <laughs> and then this other one says your brother deserves an L. Yikes. Well, he's wow. a nice kid. He's a good kid, no. bro. No, but, but I get your point, but, Jerry. Like but the, the, NASCAR but, but fans like, are in there. There is a bubble my, that NASCAR fans don't understand. Yeah. They're so, in. No, nobody point outside is, of NASCAR fans understands what we understand with this. Like, so I wholeheartedly agree with you. The drivers need to be promoted, but I'm saying NASCAR doesn't need to do it. I think the drivers need to do it themselves. Like, I, I feel you like don't the think drivers it's a combination. Have... It's not a combination of anything both? NASCAR touches, like race for the championship on USA. Network, oh, just everything. Feels, it, it, it just it feels goes so bad, yeah. lifeless I, to me. Yeah. One not to everything. go presented by Credit One Bank. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I've honestly like they can do some for sure. No doubt. But and, I think the drivers and the, and the teams can do a lot of it themselves. That's all. That's you, all I'm saying. And you know what, Eric, it goes back to your point last week about you know the whole corporate thing or whatever like people our age and stuff they you know they see they or hear something corporate they're like oh no I'm tuning it out and stuff immediately yeah. like i mean yeah i mean it's just you know a different type of generation with that like i feel like every generation has like you know hated you know corporations and stuff you know especially teenagers like teenagers have always hated this sort of thing but like now i feel like it's now more than ever you know, especially now. Well, because yeah. Ross Crashstein says race for the championship was my fault. <laughs> it's, it's, it's because it's so Nowadays, it's so time dependent. Everything has to be now, 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 now. Yeah, it, that that so, instant gratification. Come back yeah. from commercial. Uh, the NASCAR race is provided by this sponsor, this mm. sponsor, this sponsor. This they sponsor. did it again this week. They did like a ten minute Toyota segment that I was like, oh, I mean, at least they showed most of the racing, and luckily there were a lot of Toyotas up front, so it was relevant. Yeah. But I was yeah. still just like, it, it, oh it, my it also gosh. Doesn't, right, here we go. It also doesn't help that a lot of people that are in and around the sport circle the wagon anytime fans are like, hey, we don't like this. Deal with it, damn it. Yeah, deal That's, with it. <laughs> It's your fault. There, yeah. like, okay. Yeah, just, there's, okay. There's, a lot, there's a lot of issues with that side of it. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. Interesting conversation. Interesting conversation. I won't blame Ross no, Chastain for us getting off track for an hour there. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's a good yeah. conversation that we could have like any week. It feels like. Honestly, we <laughs> it's were evergreen good. content. And so, on that note, uh, what else do we need to uh, discuss? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the poll. <laughs> oh, yes. Now it's time for the poll. The famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, well, so asking what people thought of the 2023 Richmond Spring Race, Toyota owners 400. 18% thought it was great to 58% good. Another 18 said average. Only three said below average. Two said bad. That's the most positive Richmond race we've ever talked about. Uh, seventy-six percent were happy with it, net positive. Five percent were net negative. The first comment was from Spencer. Uh, is it Ooh. positive, negative, meme or meme? Uh, positive. I'll go with positive. Meme. Uh, po- meme. 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 Uh, uh, he says, "Well, Richmond is called the action track for a reason. There was plenty of action throughout the field in this race." Pretty good race overall for Richmond standard. Oh wow! Okay, positive. genuine okay. and positive. Damn, okay. Dan's just positive. I'm right. disappointed, Spencer. <laughs> there you go. It's a very base positive. Comment. You had all the power in the world. <laughs> uh, Bike Scout twenty two, who has a scout trooper as his uh, profile pick. Nice scouts honor. No, no, it's Star Wars reference. Oh. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I thought it was Boy Scouts too, Darian. Anyway, he, said, he says uh, that was a great race. Strategy was a factor the whole race, and even on the long runs, the racing was close. Also, Fox as a whole was surprisingly good. 
the boot with Larry Mack was great, and it felt like there was not that many commercials. Yeah, that's all it took yeah. was Larry Mack and less commercials, and all of a sudden it's like that was serviceable. You know? Yeah, okay. Larry Mack, it was great hearing him again. He's a nice change of pace. I liked it. Oh, he brings and, energy. N- yeah. No one uh, yelling at us for being keyboard warriors either. <laughs> uh, Vincent said, great race, proud of Barry. I know it was strategy, but second is pretty impressive. Hey, second cool. still a second. And also, I mean, he's coming off of like, there. he had back-to-back top tens at one point as well. So it's not like this was just like some fluke. So he's been running good. Uh, Dexter says, feels good to see a race end without three overtimes. I agree. No, I'm I agree. It, it kind of had a late a late restart still, but I, I, at least still all the most deserving drivers for the yeah. most part, minus Byron finished. I mean, me it, it had a it had a late restart. wasn't too chaotic. It was very sensible. So yeah, yeah. I was good. I was honestly scared we were gonna lose the race at that point. Uh let's see what else we got. Uh Roger Penske. It's like a bunch of R's and E's. Uh, said. Uh-oh. Love how this short track package is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Make sure, it's not NASCAR shill in disguise. <laughs> hey, NASCAR shill had some funny tweets. So they're funny. That, I like yeah, that, that is quickly becoming my favorite parody. Account. It's yeah. it, it's my favorite one. It's great. Uh, I'm not gonna read the last uh, comment on this one. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh, reference man. to Larson. We'll just say that. Oh, 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 oh. Man, we don't need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> but I'll look at the last. Three here. Uh, third last one. Again, I'm not saying any of these are, are other people's comments. I'm just getting the whole story here. Uh, Jonah's Stuff says, terrible race. It was good for maybe the first 10 laps, and then it just became boring. Got so bored this uh, during this that I started playing some other game. I don't know what it is. P- uh, Pedal Award lapping the field in IndyCar was more entertaining than this. I mean, well, the, the, the last sentence Texas was great. It was yeah, great. Yeah, that last but... sentence isn't isn't like I I can agree with that, but yeah, not the know, rest like, of it. <laughs> you, you didn't watch the rest of the race after ten laps, clearly, clearly. Yeah. Didn't. Now, 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 now. I need everything now. Uh, it's all a lie. Says lame. Uh, okay. What was it? Ghost okay. killer <laughs> says yawn. Mickey win. Hope they fail inspection. Uh, spoiler alert: They did not. They didn't. They did not fail inspection. Did Did he get any replies saying they didn't fail inspection? I already no. off. It was just, I, yeah. I, it was I don't. Back. I don't think it was quite a Mickey win. I mean, he led a lot of laps. Yeah, I mean, he was. He, he was great. He was fast. Straight no, up. It's, it's a Mickey win if it's not somebody I want to win. That's, yeah. that's... Or if it's a Hendrick driver, I feel like I feel like Hendrick now just has this massive target on their back, and I feel like every win is just going to be discredited. Yeah, it's been like this forever with, with yeah. Hendrick. <laughs> but that's interesting. Interesting comments today. Yeah, very interesting. But uh, that's yes. the poll. Yes, and that'll do it for this edition of the poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Now, get to the Xfinity Series where we got to talk about Chandler getting his first win in the NASCAR <laughs> Xfinity Series. Hey, props to him. I didn't watch the race. Me and IDK player were at the fairgrounds. We were uh, doing the broadcasting thing for Racing America. Uh, thank you to the fairgrounds as well. Just amazing opportunity. They got us um, going on over there. But uh, the uh, Xfinity race I heard was uneventful for the most part, except towards the end. John Henry Nemechek uh, chose the wrong lane and cost himself the race. Am I right? Pretty much. I mean, I didn't get I think he... I can't remember if he if he chose like the top or what, what which one it was, but I, I just remember the lane he chose was the one that always kept going backwards every restart, and he just kept choosing uh, it. Until why did he choose it? Hell, if I know, I was like, yeah. choose the other one because I picked him. I wanted the 
pick points. Yeah, I wanted. I was looking at that too. And damn, Chandler Smith. Hey, Chandler Smith. I was giving him some crap after Vegas, but you know what? You finally pulled it off, Chandler. And I mean, like, finishes seventeenth in the Cup race too. So pretty awesome weekend. weekend. Yeah, great weekend for him overall. I, I just know when when you know, the news broke that he was leaving Toyota to go to college racing. Like we all looked at the Joe Gibbs racing Xfinity program and thought, you know, there's a couple empty seats there. One of them has to be Chandler's. Right. And then he nope. surprised everybody by going to Chevy, going to college seemed like a decent, but still risky move at the time. Um, but you know, I think he has three or four top fives already this year. He's outrun Kyle Bush. I think pretty much every race they've gone head to head in and he yeah. has a win. So it's at least as far as, Xfinity is concerned. It has worked out really well for Chandler Smith. I think he's going to be around a long while. I'll be curious here in a mm-hmm. year or two, we'll start talking about where he goes for cup. If all goes well. And I don't know, will that be a colleague hey. ride? Will that be somewhere else? I will tell, you know, it's just want to say this personally too. Like, you know, whenever I do a video predicting a driver's career, or like, you know, saying like, Hey, this driver's hyped up. Like I don't do those videos too much anymore, but when I did Chandler Smith, I did it on him back in 2018 and now it's 2023, and look how far he's come, man. That was one of my better. So, so you've been riding the hype train for a while, a, very, a long time, a long time since the Venturini uh, Arca days. I was like looking at him. I'm like, damn, like he's winning a lot of races. He's only like 14, 15 years old. Okay, I think he's got something. And then yeah, but then also too, I've predicted other ones like uh, Natalie Duckett, and those didn't go out too well. I saw. Not too a- well. I want to ask y'all, Chris McIntyre in the chat says, is it too early to declare Brandon Jones to JRM a failure? Uh, I was looking at his and, numbers. And, he is still over. He has yet to finish inside the top 10 in his first uh, seven races in a car that nearly won the championship. Yeah. It's oh, still gosh. it's still too early. I mean, we've seen what, what Brandon Jones can do. We know he's a good driver. Uh, you know, we've talked but about another driver. Who used, we've talked about another driver that used to underperform, but seems to be doing better. Uh, Riley Herbst got taken out by Brandon Jones yeah, this week. Yeah, hey, Dan, uh, Brandon Jones ruined Riley Herbst's top 10 mm-hmm. streak. Riley Herbst, bro, you have been on an amazing streak. Please don't get discouraged. Just get back to it. It wasn't your fault at all, 100% on Jones. And Jones, like, he didn't even finish in the top 10. So you did all that, and you still didn't finish in the top 10. So, interesting. Interesting. Indeed. That was that was rough. Honestly, uh, it has been a rough start so far with that nine team. Like, uh-huh. I was expecting at least some, you know, speed at the end of these races, some results. Uh, I wasn't yeah. expecting him to set the world on fire. No, uh, but really, it's really junior motorsports. Yeah, really junior motorsports as a whole. I'll go as far. I mean, I think for the most part, the team's been performed pretty pathetic this year too. I mean, like, I don't know, I. I mean, I didn't watch this race, but from the sounds of it, it didn't sound like any junior motorsports cars were so, in contention for the win. Or am yeah, I wrong? we we haven't really seen them contending for wins, but I'm looking they at don't. their stat. I'm looking at their stats right now. There's been seven races. Allgaier has four top tens. They were all top fives. Josh Berry has okay. six top tens. Three of them were top fives. Sam Mayer has four top tens. One of them was a top five, and of course, Brandon Jones hasn't even got a top ten yet. Okay. Zero wins for JRM. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I'm just surprised though. You know, like I figured they'd it's at least get one by now. Looking like a down here. I mean, it, who would have thought that at this point of year RCR would look a lot better than Junior Motorsports though? Yeah. Hey, RCR seems to be the best uh, Xfinity Chevy team, or at least one of the best, at least better than Junior Motorsports right now. And shout out to you know RCR for still sticking around. That seems like one of those teams that should have done. Yeah, left their Xfinity program forever ago, like some of the other teams did. But no, they're still hanging in there and proving that they got good talent there. 
They yeah, downsized and then added a second car again. I think last yeah, year, they, right? They they took a so, step back and then they came back stronger. Yeah, yeah. so it's good. Uh, the now I heard the uh, the truck series race is more interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about who wants, who wants to start. Who wants yeah. to start here? I'll, okay, I was I'll say this straight up. I thought before the wreck best finish, I thought the race honestly was pretty good. Thank you. Okay, I just want I want to get this out of the way. I think everyone here owes my beloved Texas Motor Speedway at least a small apology. I don't know what shit. I will this I will I, I will I will this no. weekend. Just for this no, weekend. No, no, why no, are no, you no, saying no. why are you saying in your Texas Motor Speedway? Last week you said you weren't even hey, gonna go. Hey, you know what? Well, you know what? Though, I live four hours away. I can't just like pack up and go hey, anything. You know no. what? I don't owe an apology hey. for one good race. Yo, yo, Two. There was one... two this weekend. Oh, you know, IndyCar I, was great. Yeah, but we expect IndyCar to be better than stock cars at Texas. Like, here's the thing. Kentucky had a good race. Doesn't mean I want Kentucky back. <laughs> and I won't say good race. Had a good finish. I'll I want Kentucky so, back. Hey, hey, IndyCar, more IndyCar ovals, by the way. Okay. They can put on that kind of show at Texas, then cool. But no, nah, hey, I'll give Texas his props this weekend. Just very rare props. They did put on <laughs> spectacular shows. But um, I didn't, I obviously, I didn't watch the race, but um sanchez though what is his name nick sanchez yeah nick sanchez. Sanchez. Oh my God. dude he was he he was on it he was on it man like i i know i know we've um we've talked about raja crew from the past but i feel like sanchez has been one where like we got to start talking about him pretty uh, a lot more in the future i mean i i i think raja could have maybe won that arca championship last year if nick sanchez wasn't in the same series at the same time yeah yeah i mean he's he's been on it man and i mean he's was got it, that game the- sponsorship Weren't they in the same equipment last year in ARCA? They, yes. they were, yeah. Yeah. And this is actually Rev Racing's very first season in the truck series. Wow. So he's already, I mean, Atlanta, I mean, that's a little different, obviously, super speedway, basically. But for Texas to lead that many laps up front, too, I mean, it was really a dream weekend because uh, Gamebridge is the sponsor and IndyCar was there. And then him and Colton Herta did a little swap there. And also, by the way, Colton Herta did say on the show, I believe season two or three, that he would like to actually do a truck race in the future at uh, Eldora. But Eldora is uh, not on the schedule anymore. But at least get him in a truck series race. At least well, one, get him right? in an SRX but... race. How about that? We need yeah. some younger oh, yeah, people SRX. in that series. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's even better. Yeah, get him in SRX. But no, nah, hey, Nick Sanchez, though. Uh, great run but uh i was just looking yeah he led i didn't realize he let he led 168 yeah. out of what turned out to be 172 laps yeah, yeah. all before i saw i, yeah. I saw the he, he I dominated like, wow. and yeah. and and this would be no no offense to cars and hosts for as many times as things have been like took from him this would be the the race where he wins where a guy dominates the whole time and it's took from him in a hey. last lap incident very fitting, very fitting. And also, too, we can't forget what Josevar said. First of all, congratulations to Carson Josevar. Maybe one of the main reasons he won was because I didn't tweet out his name. Maybe so. Yep. Maybe so. Maybe that's one of the main <laughs> you things. You kept his saying. name yeah. out of your mouth. I, yeah. I want to say this. He, people were blaming him. That wasn't on him. That Sanchez, What was he supposed to do? So, yes. I, the way I saw it is that they were racing hard. I believe Sanchez was ahead of him, got in the grass, and he was right there. And, and yeah. Is he supposed to just... Crash with go, him, yeah. You know, like, or yeah. I, I, I don't see how that wreck was Josevar's fault, or that Josevar was was the one who just turned him into the wall on like. No, I, I'll I say mean, this: Josevar. So Sanchez got loose on his own and slid through the grass on his own. He did seem to save it, and then it was a a, a hard push, kind of in the right rear from Josevar that sent him into the wall. But now, it's the it's last very lap. bang bang. I thought exactly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying what Josevar did was wrong. Again, it, but I do. Th- let me put it this way: if that happens on lap 20, 
And Sanchez Rex, oh, I think we look at that a little differently. Oh, oh yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it's exactly. forgivable going so, for the win. So, but that's the thing. So, okay, that that's what it is. I think everyone's morals are going to come down a little differently. I think there are going to be some who say, "Hey, bro, like that was a dangerous crash. I know you're going for the win, but you got to protect the guy. You got to be a little, a little safer there. That's the final lap. Yeah. But others will lap. say it's the final lap. You just, you know, the guy kind of messed himself up. Or you're just like, why, why should you lift? Because he made a bad mistake. You exactly. know, that is a fair argument, but I, I just was wondering where everyone came no. down on that because I've seen, a, I've seen 50, 50 this week. Now, really quick. Remember what Josefar said uh, before the season started. He, he told uh Weaver on Twitter that if he doesn't win a, a race or like, you know, somewhere in like the whole, you know, or, or no, 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 he said, if he, if he, um, yeah, if he um doesn't win a race, then um he needs to be fired him and the crew chief. Well, he has the win. So does this start a trend where it's like, hey, I mean, we've seen drivers in the past. All they needed was that one victory, and they start just coming and coming and coming. It, we'll see. It could, it, it could just start going off. Yeah, I, we'll I, see, though. I, he, I think he has the ability to. He has the speed to. I, we'll I don't want to say anything until he do, he gets another one, but. I, I, I want to see him win one in dominant, like, like convincing fashion. fashion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think yeah, this exactly. was only. I know he's had some good runs and things have gone. I think this was only like his second top ten of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, this is only his second. This is his. I think it was his first top five of the season. I think he had a oh. seventh or eighth. Oh, so wow. he he's had some decent speed, but he has uh, not been getting the finishes this year. Yeah, need um, to to, need this to up point. that. Need to up that definitely. definitely. I like how half the people in the chat are saying it's Chastain's fault. <laughs> and also, uh, too, yeah, uh, I, I, I like how one person said they start what in reference in re- reference to what Darian was saying. <laughs> and also, oh. too, um, I'm glad uh, yeah, Dean ahead, Thompson's. Um, I'm glad Thompson's okay. That was a pretty yeah. pretty scary. Yeah, that's that a pretty bad Rick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was not good. But glad he seems we haven't. Have we gotten an update since the weekend? Because he uh, he's okay. was that he was released from the hospital, he's, but was still fine. needing. He was needing clearance. The team said he needed to be cleared by a doctor before he could race this mm. weekend. I don't know if that's happened yet. If someone can check Twitter for us, I don't like if someone in the chat knows. Have they have there been any further updates since like Sunday or Saturday? I night? haven't I haven't seen any personally. Uh, overall, I'm glad mean, he seems to be something. okay. Like by and large, he is okay. That's great mm-hmm. to see. Great to hear. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, is that is that it for the weekend? Is that it? That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, like we had F1 and IndyCar. F1 race was funny, by the way. It was worth staying up for. And then IndyCar, we saw that the whole oval treatment. More ovals, please. But yeah, no, great weekend. Now it's it's raining, and we we had we had some some storms earlier. Yes, we God, did. I, I think I think we just went back under a little warning here. Yes, we did. I think I'm getting struck with lightning. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Hopefully, I didn't peek out the mic this time. Jarrett, not, not terrible, you, not terrible. Nice, nice. I'm getting better. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? A little bit here. Uh, starting off, the Grand Marshals for the North Wilkesboro race will be Richard Petty and Daryl Waltrip. Oh, that's fitting. That, that's fitting. Yeah, that's fitting. Josh Williams has gotten a playoff waiver. Both those, by the way, according to Bob. Shocker, shocker. Uh, Austin Sendrick's Daytona 500 winning car will be on Glory Road in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Ooh. Glory Road is like the embanked part of it. Is that what that is? Yeah, okay. yeah. It'll be the that's last cool. car added in the modern uh, car. That's, that's I like good. how they, they got one of those in there now. 
I like how they switch it out every now and then with the different cars. Cool. Uh, Jensen Button has actually talked about going full time NASCAR racing. He's looking to maybe do that soon. So hey, SHR let's, four. Let's, let's, let's go maybe Xfinity or truck. I don't. I don't know. If hey, he's... hey, he's F one world champion though. You know these F one guys. Hey, just go right in. Hey, you know he I'm did saying? finish top twenty in his debut. And also uh, the the four uh, car is going to be open. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, he'll get the ten. He'll bring. Just saying. What yeah, when I'm rolling, he fills up for fills in for different teams, like some in the '84, some hey, in the '91. There you go. Yeah, he just goes nuts with it. Why not? Why not? That that's interesting though. That's cool. That's cool. Damn pay drivers with no previous experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then two more things here, and then one more big thing. Uh, Sugarlands will have a top or will have a 75 year anniversary commemorative moonshine for NASCAR's 75th season. And Mike Joy will race in the historic Trans Am race during the NASCAR Sonoma weekend, according to Joy. He tweeted out today. Wait, what? Wow. He's gonna go? He's gonna race? Mike yep. Mike Joy in the race car? Go get gonna, him, Mike. So hold on, he's gonna be commentating and racing at the same he'll, time. It's like Mike, he can't he'll, do both now. Can't he'll, do both he'll be now. yelling, "I'm coming for you, keyboard warrior!" No, no, no. Hey, hey, Mike. Hey, hey. You can't be keying up the radio the entire time to commentate. I know you want to commentate, but you actually got to race for it. And then <laughs> got to race for it. Last but not least here, uh, it's the deadline today for us hosts on getting our top 75 drivers of all time. I have until midnight, Jarrett. I I, I sent mine in to Jarrett. I got it. Hey, I got mine done way in advance. I've I've actually learned what type of students all three of these guys have been by when they hand in their assignments. (laughs) I Um, honestly forgot it was this week. I thought it was next week for some reason. You texted me today, Jarrett. I was like, I need to do my review. Well, Uh, so my bad on that. To send in your top 75 list, keep it cup only to make it simpler for everybody else. Uh, send it to weeklypodcastguest at gmail.com. You have two weeks. This is your two-week warning. April 19th, it's due at midnight. You send it past. You send it 420 on. I'm deleting it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not counting it. April 19th is the deadline. Uh, Somebody's so- gonna send it right at like eleven fifty nine, probably. Just to, yeah. Just to- Ross Chastain ate my homework. That's my excuse. <laughs> Doing this also eleven fifty nine Central Time. Oh um, yeah. Your yeah, Eastern for- timing be in the future or any other time zones, but yeah, it'll be okay. Midnight for me. I'm learning what it's like to be a professor, and I'm glad I didn't go into that field. And and if you turn it in one minute late, you're deleting- you're you're banned. Hey, like, you're done. Uh, Banished to the shadow realm. Like to the realms we're gonna delete your youtube channel but yeah but nope the email's it. in there though i put the email in the chat uh once again weekly podcast guest at gmail.com send them over yep. and uh said it's okay it. and I'll do it for it. You, you, you picked it oh I did, you say? Oh, let me do, let me do it again let me do it again and once again that'll do it for this edition of the lightning round on the nascar weekly podcast and now back to the show everybody Trust and faith. That's a lot of things that can go hand in hand up that in many aspects of life. But for NASCAR, those two topics are at an all-time low. Oh, Specifically, we, we have the boycott and the college racing penalty. Oh, boy. What do we start with first on this one? Yeah, spicy oh, my stuff. God. Yeah, Let's start with the boycott. Stuff. The team owners choosing to sit out a planned scheduled meeting with NASCAR today citing uh their displeasure with um the ongoing revenue share split negotiations they believe nascar's uh um negotiating in bad faith they want jim france lisa france kennedy to be in attendance for these meetings um 
Uh, there's a lot. There's a, my head was spinning this afternoon. There were so a lot many details leaking it's out. A lot yeah, to I, unpack. Yeah. Did y'all read the athletic piece that said um, this, like they've actually? It sounds like they've maybe come close to an agreement on like actual revenue sharing and splits and stuff. The disagreement is with the charter system. Yep. The oh. team owners, no surprise, they all want the charter system to be made permanent because you know they've invested a lot of money into this. This is like a security blanket for them. Whereas Jim France. The CEO of NASCAR, the company that initially implemented the charter system, is against making the system permanent. Hmm. I don't know if that's like a just a Jim France philosophy and maybe Steve Phelps, some of the other folks are like, oh, no, we want the charter system permanent. But that guy at the top saying, no, I don't know who if Jim France is the only holdout. But I, that, that it's so confusing to me. I don't I'm. That is confusing. I'm, my mind is boggled at this point. It's hard to like really comment on this because it's. It, I don't know. I guess my gut just says I'm more worried now than I was two months ago when it sounded yeah. like things were going the right direction. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like that, that first part you said was very interesting. It's like, yeah, the owners want the, they want to make the charters, you know, more of a permanent thing, but then the sanctioning body doesn't. Um, but I mean, initially hearing about this boycott at first, I mean, like, I feel like, and I've speculated on this in the past too, like, Oh, what would a NASCAR split look like? Yada, yada, yada and stuff. I don't think it's gotten that far yet. You know, like, but it, it really is interesting just to see, like, all the owners just, like, sort of, you know, come together on this issue and stuff. And, you know, because it was just supposed to be, you know, another normal meeting and stuff. And then they're like, nope, we're just going to sit this one out. So, right, like, um, so now, they oh, clearly have you, some great looking at Jared's, oh, oh, looking at Jared's camera. Never yeah, seen we, that. We was, like, given the little rainbow. Yeah, right there. I, I, that touched a chord. That's funny. I've never no. seen that. Sorry. I, I, so this comment in the chat from Napa Racing Fan, he says, or it says, how can you remove the charter system? And that's the question I have. Like, say Jim France gets his way and the charter system either breaks down or dramatically changes. Like, mm-hmm. you can't like, think of this from Denny Hamlin's perspective. How much money did they spend on that charter to get millions? Like $20 millions. million, right? Yeah. And, and you're just, just gonna, totally banned it, banned it. Yeah, you're, and it's you're like, just what was the cancel? point of doing that? Yeah, what was the point so, of doing So like NASCAR cannot afford to buy all the teams out of their charters. That would be hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. likely. And I don't know how you'd even evaluate that. So either the teams will get shafted or NASCAR can't afford it. Either way, someone's going to be yeah. pissed off or it's not going to work. So I just, I don't know how you phase the charters out, even if everyone agreed to. Like it, it would be a difficult thing to overcome. So that's why my head's spinning because I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I was encouraged by the athletic report that they might have actually agreed on some like numbers, like instead of the teams getting 25% of the money, they might get 35 or 40. They weren't specific with numbers, but like it sounded like they'd reached some sort of agreement there or were close to. It's just this charter holdup. That's I'm but, shocked that the charter agreement is what's holding this all yeah, up. But I think things, reportedly, yeah. allegedly. But, but I think that with the, with the charter system, I, I almost think at this point that that would be bigger than the revenue share part. Because the revenue share, at least, even with, without, you know, if the charter wasn't in place, you'd be able to still probably have a similar split mm-hmm. of it. But, like, with, I feel like the charters at this point, with the money invested, especially by new teams, has been so, like, just woven into the fabric of how team ownership is in the Cup Series. I, I almost think it'd be impossible, or it set it back before. If this was when the charters were first put in place, I'd be all for it. Because yeah. I think at that point you can you can go back on it, you can still have a similar business model. But like, when were the charters put in place exactly? Wasn't it around? Uh, I think it was, like was it sixteen? Yeah, like twenty sixteen, seventeen. 
it was in the Brian. It was in the Brian France area. Yeah, and it was, that much. and it was well. I mean, it was well before we started this show. So, yeah, you you would you'd be reverting back to what you were doing ten years ago. The sport was in a completely different spot. I mean, just in viewership alone, the sport was in a different spot. Money wise, sport was in a different spot. Broadcasting and and everything with it, it would be the same problem we have with the current TV deal, where we're just stuck in the early 2010s in a 2020s world. Uh, so, like I said, because when the Chargers were first put in place up until about 2019, I was like, no, no, this is dumb. Let's get rid of it. We're limiting the field too much. But we're at the point now that there's most of the teams left that show up every week are all Charger teams. We only have 37 or 38 cars that show up anymore. Who's the this? Who's this honestly going to help? Like, what would it help to do it at this point? Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to have to open it up so that smaller, like other teams, could start up. Like, like if you're Dale Earnhardt Jr., all you gotta do is buy a next gen car and get people to crew it, and you can go race and have a shot at the same purse split as the chartered or as the other guys. Like, I think I love that idea, yeah. but I I just don't think that's realistic. Now that might that, that's my point. It's like if you get rid of the charter system, like how do you get? This is how maybe, do you get rid of the charter system? Now? I mean, I don't, maybe there needs to be know. an amending of it. Like, I'd I'd be fine with forty to forty three cars every week. So maybe. An idea with it could be, I don't know, like a proto charter, where it's like not necessarily a charter, but it's it's you know the the beginning of entering into the system. Your team is fast enough, has enough money, shows the like applying for up. an expansion team in yes. other sports. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, I, I, yeah. I think that could be an idea because when you look, the field has been split down because of charters most week most weeks now. It's thirty six cars showing up, maybe thirty seven mm-hmm. if you have a. Project ninety one or a, yeah. a legacy. It's before. under. It's almost always under forty outside of a couple yeah. of key races. It, it, yeah. I think this week it's thirty seven. This past week it was thirty seven. The most I've seen other than Daytona was thirty nine. Which so, I mean, by all account, I mean it's, they're not terrible car counts, but I mean you would like to see the full forty field though. Well, I think more cars would probably over time. If you have the ability to have more cars, more teams, you could bring in more sponsors, more money. I, right. I think having I a bigger just, field is would be a better play. It's just how do you get there? with a healthy way of doing it. And I don't mm-hmm. think this is the way you do it. It's just, if you split, like, so some people are suggesting, oh, we should just have 40 charters. The moment you do that, you have to split the amount yes. of money each team gets down yeah. even further. So teams don't want that. They don't want to have to take less of the pie and give it to somebody else. They want as much of the pie so, as they possibly can for themselves. My idea with the whole proto charter, I'll call it, I don't have a good name for it yet. <laughs> proto is you, it's kind of like going for rookie of the year. When you go for rookie of the year, you have to do X amount of races. You have to apply to do that. So if you mm. want that extra charter, you won't get paid the full charter price because you're not a full charter team. But say JRM wants to field the car. Hey, if you can field it, say, 12 races this year, 18 the next, 24. And then after four years, you show that you have the time and money investment to do so. We'll give you some higher payments than a non-chartered team. Uh, that that is racing against you. You're not going to get charter money yet because we don't. We want that investment to be a real investment. But after four years, if you're outperforming a lower end charter team, consistently comp- uh, getting better or somewhat competing, you can then be eligible to be a chartered team. Because I would say that after four, three or four years of development part time, a JRM 88 would be faster than a Rick Ware 15. Hmm. You get a stronger field over time. It'd be both performance based and money based, and it would give a team outside a chance to jump up. 
Now, you'd also probably have to talk the lower teams into this, but if it's voted on by the RTA, I'm having a feeling the better teams yeah. would probably vote against yeah. over that. So, maybe. Yeah, maybe, that not, maybe not. It'd be like F1 right now. They're refusing to let Andretti on the grid, you know, because they just, mm-hmm. even the, from the best teams to the worst teams, they just don't want another team out there. You know, yeah, I, I, that, that may I don't be, know. I, I, th- I think that if you're, but if they're going to look at it as health of the sport is the charter system, you have to look at getting the strongest field possible. Yeah, yeah, because it's so yeah. different than F one to do so. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. it's it's very complicated. I was just surprised that to hear someone, you know, the chief executive officer of NASCAR, be kind of anti charters. Well, <laughs> according probably, to these reports, yeah, I just it, think that's surprising. I wouldn't be surprised if he's following in the France footsteps of uh, of busting any potential mm-hmm. union that might come up with it. Yeah, I, I mean that that's one suggestion I've seen is is they're worried that the charters as they continue to gain value that it's giving the owners the teams collectively more power, they more do. bargaining, more influence. They yeah, do. I mean they do have more power. They're the I mean they're is, talking though. about the exhibition series and that's, that's not a power they, can, they had years ago. Too. They could have done that without the charters. That's just the RTA, but which he, was formed, I think, before the charter system was created. So, but like the charter values going up, maybe is what's giving them. They feel like now that's yeah. the teams are. Too, it's almost like NASCAR. NASCAR incre- like built the charter system because they wanted the team team owners to have value. But now the team owners have too much value. The teams are now too Look, valuable. I mean, so NASCAR's like, oh, shoot, the team oh, no. owners. I mean, the team owners they may have more value, but I mean, they're smart enough to understand. At the end of the day, I mean, NASCAR owns the ball in the playing court. I mean, you're not gonna. I mean, you're only gonna, well, you know, be able to do so much with power, the, you know with a large sanction body like that. The teams also now have powerful friends in powerful places. For instance, the uh, Cars Tour has been bought up. I'm not saying that it's necessarily ready to be. But anyway, yeah, but that is a good point. Yeah, I mean they are looking at some of these outsider, you know, outside. You know, you're telling me Dale Junior doesn't have enough money for a cup team, but he can buy a whole damn series. See, he has. See, like, yeah, definitely yeah, you know, the serious <laughs> part there's, for sure. There's big money that can be found elsewhere. I think I still mm. think the the better call is to keep NASCAR together. I don't think there's gonna be a split by any no, means. But what I'm saying is know. they have that power to form their own racing if they wanted I mean, to. Like I, yeah. I know it. I know it was way more difficult behind the scenes than it appears. But the SRX pretty easily sprouted up from nothing and pulled in a million plus viewers a week. <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, and you know that was with you know a bunch of old you know drivers yeah. and stuff for the yep. most part too. And it was you know, spec really cars. Was it was fun yeah. flags. It was gimmicked out the wazoo, but people still tuned out, tuned in, and watched. We're going so. on year three. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think I think the biggest part problem is if you know if it ever got to that point trying to you know create you know own racing league and you know own racing series and stuff. The thing is, is that you know just finding certain tracks to race at because I mean obviously you know SMI ISC they own a lot of uh, own you know a lot of these big facilities. So if you were to do that, you'd probably have to start off you know locally and stuff you know at your short tracks or whatever and build oh, it up over there's, time. There's but still some big tracks you could add dirt. There are, to it. there are. The, yeah, I think the fact are. that it's actually a conversation that people can have that there's even as as far fetched as it could be, there's still a conversation to be had about it shows just how far this has gotten. Yeah, so I I I'm sure they'll you know they'll they'll, they'll well, sort it out. Remember, was sure. it four or five years ago we had Elijah on, and he had said something like that he thought there'd be a split by the you know 2023 24, and I I don't think there will be. But we thought that was crazy talk. How could you even yeah, bring that yeah. up in a conversation? And that was he said that back in 2019, 2018, yeah, 2019, 19, well, somewhere yeah. around there. So it it, it definitely has shown like how ugly this whole back and forth has gotten. 
I want to read, I just pulled up Twitter. There's a quote here from Curtis Polk, 2311. Uh, he said, charters are the foundation that everything else is built upon. If they give you the moon, but they're able to take it away from you periodically, what good is having the moon? Uh, so again, I'm... the team owner saying we need to make this permanent so that you know it can't be ripped out from under us and our investment becomes worthless. Uh, you know, now that he puts it like that, I mean, I mean, he does have a point though. I that's mean, what, like, that's just what yeah. I'm saying. Like, how can you like... How can you end the charter system? Even if you wanted to, I'm not saying the charter system's good. I, again, like you said, Jared, if we could go back seven years, maybe we don't implement the charter system. But now yeah. that it's here and it's grown to the state, it's gotten to the state that it is. I don't see how you can take it away without, yeah, bankrupting some teams or just absolutely destroying any goodwill or relationship you have with some of these. Really, all these teamers. Like, I just don't see how you can it. do it now. I think it would yeah. because there, if yeah. you look at the charter teams, you know. Like I, I heard, uh, I think Dale Jr. talking about how four hundred thousand dollars actually is a relatively big hit to Hendrick Motorsports. That's the it's not nothing. It's well, that like he was saying, that's the difference between making money and not making money year to year. Now I'm not saying Hendrick would be busted up, but you know, are are we really going to say without the charter system, Roush would have kept its two cars in place? (laughs) Would Rick Ware Racing have kept up with just sponsorship alone? As much as I'm not crazy about the charter system at all, and I think that if the sport was healthy enough to get past it, it would be fine to get rid of it. It's not. It's not. It is yeah, not. And not. we would have <laughs> if like 36 car count. You know, 36 cars as a car count is low now. I think without it, you'd be looking at 30 car fields, 28 car fields. It would be unrecognizable to what we see today. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we had a long discussion about this because that was like one of the first things I wanted to talk about. I'm like, just, yeah, because like the owners want this, and then you know NASCAR wants this. Like, it's it very took me, interesting. It's, I, it's like I kind of echo what Eric says here. I it took me by surprise. I didn't yeah. think it was even on the table anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think because didn't didn't Steve Phelps or NASCAR put out a statement a few months ago that literally said our number one priority is extending the charter agreement. Yeah, something now, maybe, like, maybe may, something like that it was something like that now, now maybe that. maybe nascar wants to extend it but not make it permanent the teams do want to make it maybe that's all it is maybe maybe jim france is like yeah we'll sign another eight-year deal the teams are like no we need a permanent commitment maybe that's the hiccup maybe it's not quite as radical well, or black and white one or the other as we're thinking you, you have to know. think it affects in some way the tv revenue split it, it has to I'm affect sure. it and especially if they yeah. if they got on the same page with the revenue split and then, by the way, now that we got this all figured out, you might want to take this charter thing away after a while or maybe not make it permanent. <laughs> that changes the dynamic of it because they're probably if, – if they if they did agree on the TV money, if they're negotiating with the charter system in mind. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, KMS just said in the chat, did y'all see Daytona in the Mr. Beast video? Did y'all see that crossover? I, I did. I, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. So I knew I he was there, and I don't know how I missed topic. that. How did I miss this blimp that said I, I love Carl's mom? I didn't. I didn't it, see it looked that. Like, it looked like I like some little fake editing. I think they probably flew that on like Thursday or Friday. Uh, there were some okay. shots yeah. of empty stands. Did y'all notice in the video? There's a few shots of like empty grandstands. I'm like, okay, so did they feel film like this on Monday? They, I feel oh, like God. they wouldn't have had permission to actually run this here in the Daytona 500. Yeah, maybe they didn't. I did maybe not see a, a whatever Carl's mom. Well, and, 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 and side note, I know limp. for a fact that he was up in a box during the daytona 500 so it's on his oh, instagram michael, story yeah. michael roots was in it too oh yeah oh, really? yeah he made a little slight cameo that's yeah, hilarious I oh, wow. I, i'll give i will give nascar some credit yes a lot of their like 
desperate attempts to market are a little corny, a little cheesy. And this was too, but Mr. Beast is very That's someone I should have went after a long time ago. That's yeah. that's not a bad idea. Well, did, didn't he though. get turned down to sponsor a, a truck at I th- one point? I think, he, no, so I think or, or that what? the story was is that he actually pulled out the sponsorship because he didn't realize something about either where the truck was going to run or the uh-huh. I, I well it was something he like probably that. he probably denied. got turned down told he wasn't gonna be able to like film at the track or something <laughs> you know, got... knowing nascar's policies at that time that's probably what it was yeah, well, just, yeah. well just, especially then youtube was so new i doubt you know he would have gotten a, a yeah but the, thankfully thankfully at least for us as well times have changed times if this changed nascar too. truck can finish above 30th <laughs> i will give a brand new heart transplant to a hundred different children and then get crucified <laughs> online for it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. It's like, I paid this NASCAR driver $10,000, and for every one car he can pass, I will give him another $10,000. <laughs> yeah. What he doesn't uh, realize is that I haven't paid him in full. <laughs> so you didn't nah. finish above 25th. Had you done that, I'd have sponsored the whole season, but instead I'll sponsor next week. <laughs> Hey, uh, you, you, uh, you just mentioned the number 25, uh, somebody, uh, got a uh, 20, 25 points. Is he out of the negative? Uh, I think so. Right. He has really? to be. Yeah. He's out. We're finally, we're, um, um, we're all below him in the point standings. Finally. Good job. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go to the standing and see if I can find him now. Yeah, Cause, cause for those, forever you couldn't even find him. But for those who don't know, Justin Haley, if, uh, anybody wants to get into that. Yeah, I, I, okay. Okay. I, I guess upheld. he was. He was already out of the negative. He had one point. Now he has 26. Mm, okay. Okay. But not. Nah, but so, uh, yeah. yeah, today uh, was College Racing's appeal. They also had one of their louvers on the 31 car confiscated at Phoenix a few weeks back. They they got hit with the same penalty Hendrick did. $100,000, four race suspension for the crew chief, 100, play, 100 regular season points, 10 playoff points. Their appeal was today. And... It did not go nearly as well as Hendricks did last week. Uh, the suspensions and fines, just like in the Hendrick case, have been upheld. But unlike Hendrick, who got all the points rescinded for all four of their cars and drivers, Justin Haley and the 31 team still have a 75-point penalty, all 10 playoff points. That still uh, sticks. So uh, Hendrick won their appeal last week, I think we can say. Yeah. A colleague, I mean, yeah, it's slightly better, but they did not win their yeah, appeal. Win. And no. uh, I'll just say this: the optics look terrible because yeah, it's on horrible. the surface, on the yeah. surface, Hendrick and Colleague did basically the same thing. Hendrick was arguably worse because it was eight total louvers as opposed yep. to one. Mm-hmm. Yet Hendrick got off virtually scot free. Colleague did no, not. Now Chris I, Rice I, did say they may, or it sounds like they're suggesting they might go to the final appeals officer, um, who's like some guy. I forget who it is. It's just a guy. Some guy. Some guy. Uh, he's like I think he owns. Hello, it. He some a, guy. I read it. Was it? I forget the guy's name. It's somebody. Somebody in the comments. It's somebody. I forgot the he's, name. It's somebody I, know, I recognize he, the name. He's, he's Mr. NASCAR. He runs yeah. NASCAR. We'll just yes, we'll call him that. He's that guy. Um, but yeah, the optics are bad for sure. But until we get some transparency, and this may not come until after. This may not come ever. But it's probably not going to come until after the final appeal is heard. But can we please get an explanation? I know it would be unprecedented, but can we please get an explanation no. from the appeals panel as to why I, Hendrick's results were different than colleagues? I, I, think, this, I think the fan base is owed that. I think NASCAR needs to beat it out of them if they have yeah. to. <laughs> I say this admittedly as a Hendrick fan. I'm pissed. This is this is this is horrible to see. Now, quick well, we, we just don't know. We don't like so that's, I don't, I don't, I don't want to dominate the conversation. 
Now, a uh, yeah. quick question. I got a quick question. Um, I don't know if this was revealed or not. I saw KMS had put something about it in the chat earlier. Was this a different appeals panel? Yes. Like, was yes. This, okay, so this was, was a different appeals panel. So I, I know, you know, obviously the optics look bad. We're looking at the situation going, oh, they're, they're um, clearly playing favorites with Hendrick Motorsports. But, you know, the fact is, this was a, you know, a totally different appeals panel. Now, granted, you know, I wouldn't count this as a W because they didn't get everything back like Hendrick. But... I mean, like, yeah, optics-wise, it does not look good at all. It's just it, not even, you know, no way to sugarcoat it. You know, bad PR day overall for NASCAR because not only do you have that, you know, this coming out, but then the whole boycott stuff coming out, you know, on the same day. And, I think, and you know, literally just hours apart from each other, too. So NASCAR, hey, I don't know who the social media admin is, but uh, just, just uh, take a break. It, it, it <laughs> just, from, from the outside. It looks like blatant favoritism. It does. Like, there's no way yeah, from, around that. Yeah. There's, like, I don't blame fans for thinking that because we haven't got any explanation whatsoever. We have no idea. I, I don't know. Maybe we do at this point who was on this one compared to the last one. We know who was on the last mm-hmm. one. And I, heck, I even saw some people on, on Twitter, we, some we, we actually that were talking about it and, and saying that maybe there is a, a, a difference of, of, what effect a legacy team has versus an upstart. I'm yeah. not saying it's in, in on purpose, but just more there there is more of a pull with Hendrick Motorsport. So uh the appeals panel in this case was Hunter Nickel, Steve York, and Shauna Robertson. Shauna Robinson. 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 Yep. Oh, I love I that. Yeah, yeah that's Robinson. that's that's a that's a unique panel right there. Yeah, very unique panel. Um but yeah, just optics it looks how bad. Do you, how do you even measure this okay just trying to rack my brain around this how do you even measure how severe a penalty should be anymore if you don't even know if it's going to stick or if it's going to get changed every time or if you like how do you how do you even take this serious because like, re- at this point i don't take it serious until the appeal's done no it's really hard because like nowadays you know whenever there is a penalty i'm always thinking okay no just wait for the appeal because that's the real penalty that would be the real answer yeah you don't know anymore if it's even gonna stick so it's not even really gonna hit in that moment like team will just go on as usual if they think they're fine maybe the crew chief will be gone so it, it makes a difference in that way but it's hard to take it serious if every racing series or or sports league did this where they penalize somebody and then take it away or back and forth like this with people who have based on what they say, nothing really to do with NASCAR independently. It's just, how do you, I don't, I don't understand how to take it serious. And it's hard it's just for t- me to wreck my brain around it. It's why we need the transparency because if Hendrick had the receipts and were at least able to, you know, put, you know, put the penalty into question. then that's one thing. Cause I do, I will say this. Hendrick was quick to announce their appeal. Colleague waited. Pollock waited longer to finally say, okay, we're also going to appeal. Remember mm-hmm. Chris Rice put that little video out um, where he was like, you know, we'll let you know what we're doing tomorrow. Okay. We're going to like, this is a bad day, whatever. And then they waited a day to finally submit an appeal. Maybe they didn't have the same, the same evidence. They may not have had receipts that Hendrick did. And that's why they lost their appeal. There's so, that's things yeah. we just don't know. It, yeah, it looks to me, it sounds like Hendrick, no, I don't. I don't even want to speculate because we don't know. Like, a colleague looks more innocent on the outside. To me, it looks like colleague got a piece that didn't fit because the suppliers don't always give you perfectly matching parts. They put the part on the car anyways, and NASCAR caught it. 
but this is Hendrick. It looked like they actually modified parts. Like they yeah. received parts that maybe didn't fit whatever. And they modified all eight of them and got caught. So to me, it, it sounds like colleague is more innocent, but that's speculation. We need to see the evidence. We need to see, we need that transparency and we're probably not going to get it, but we can, that ki- we can still scream about it. We can yell for it. Just, all we want. My issues. Are, can with the yell. My, my issues with the appeals panel at this point. It blatantly undermines any penalties given, fair or unfair. There's, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm frustrated with it because there's no clear path on what a penalty is, who gets what. When did they, uh, my question is when, how long have they been doing it this because I couple, never remember this stuff until a couple a few, years ago. A couple of years, a couple of years, right? Yeah, Maybe don't... longer. I mean, they've been there's been a form of an appeals panel for at least a decade or longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, but, but this, this specifically, is, is, I think is, it's a couple of years. Yeah, it, but this kind of situation is popping up so frequently now that it's taking away from everything else we could be talking about. We should not have well, to no, talk about appeals I, almost every damn week this year. And I <laughs> and I wanted to point this out really quick too, like this type of stuff, you know, especially for NASCAR fans. I mean, it really just like ruins the sport to an extent, you know, because you keep hearing about all these like different penalties and stuff. But the problem is, I think fans would feel a lot better about these, you know, types of appeals, you know, um, these types of uh, appeal situations, if the sport was more transparent than they have been, you know, like, hey, this is what happened, such and such. Just tell us what's going on. I feel like that's the main issue. Just explain what's going on. We may not agree with the penalties, but just tell us, give us the deets, what's happening. Well, the way they do it. The way they, I mean, t- take some points away, take all the points away, but you still get fined. It's still a penalty, even though you, yeah. it's fine. Like, there's no the transparency, yes, but there's just no clarity. Well, that's a basically transparency. There's no, <laughs> there, there's just, it does not make sense. I think all. if NASCAR wanted to be, if NASCAR wanted to capitalize on this, transparency and also i don't know young people i find love watching trials these days i don't know if you're like, <laughs> yeah. between the johnny love, hey, hey daryl brooks the daryl brooks trial i'm just saying <laughs> they should have just they should pop the camera in whatever little meeting or courtroom they use and they should have streamed the entire appeal every appeal all of the appeal they should just stream hey, it live. Watched, you can, you can listen watched. you can exactly you can tune in during the day and listen to jeff hey. gordon present Hendricks arguments you can listen to steve o'donnell present nascars and we should do a live we should do a live comment on it like I, i'm just saying it would not only be great content it would be incredibly engaging and give people something then, to talk about but then, you would also have transparency and you couldn't if there yeah. was any if there was Nas- any shady shit going on you're not gonna let it slip by it's NASCAR, good for the integrity of the sport it- all they got to do is set up a live stream for a whole day and they'll get ad dollars from uh, that one guy that tells you about all the diet fads you need to jump on all the time. Let's just turn on super chats and Twitch subscriptions. <laughs> Go nuts with it. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, you might as well have fun with it because, I mean, we're talking about a freaking appeals panel. Like, like we were talking about, you know, we were talking about racing for about a good hour, hour and a half. And now, you know, the second half. And now the politics. This is what I was warning y'all. But yeah, the the politics of the sport, it's very unappealing in my opinion right now. But if NASCAR were able... Yeah, yeah. no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, uh, NASCAR just set up a live stream and then midway through, all you got to do is go up here and hit the button that says insert ad. Oh, wait, accidentally did it. If, Na- if NASCAR is able to maybe just like, you know, mark this whole appeals thing differently, like, you know, live stream it and stuff, then maybe I'd feel a different type of way. I feel like not. NASCAR court would fit right in alongside, you know, Judge Judy, Dr. Phil, as far as. Oh, my God. We're going daytime television route. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. We're going to be doing that. 
but yeah, no, just um, no. we just want just more transparency, please. No, in NASCAR's TV providers, there'll be a Peacock exclusive within any uh, within a year. <laughs> uh, Diddy, a Peacock exclusive. Diddy, did you just insert a fucking ad? <laughs> I, 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 I said I accidentally did it. <laughs> I didn't hear you. I just I I, I, I I thought maybe it would give me an option to say like, are you sure you want to? But I didn't think oh, just kidding. It would boy. actually put it put it in there. It's all good. That's funny. It's all good. That would be the only ad, we promise. I can't wait for the watch back so, 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 audience. So, so, so I know. I just always wanted to see how that worked. Because it's just click it. Yeah, there it goes. It did. It just There's an ad. ad. <laughs> all right. But uh, is that it for the appeals thing? Uh, I feel like I think we're just going. Over. Yeah, we're getting in circles now. Okay. Yeah. All, all the YouTube premium members are, are laughing right now. <laughs> all right. But, uh, but Danny, you're going to be at a race uh, this weekend. Correct. I, I am going to be at a race this weekend. Me and Claudia both will be at Bristol Motor Speedway for the third annual dirt race at Bristol Motor Speedway. So this weekend, we have got the Cup Series with the Food City Dirt Race, formerly known as the Food City 500, now the Food City Dirt Race. 250 laps for this one. Start time is 7 p.m. Eastern time on Big Fox with radio coverage by PRN. Uh, as far as weather this weekend, Sunday, we're looking okay. A high of 66 degrees, sunny, and a 13% chance of rain. Now, last year, we saw some rain sprinkled in there. We can have some rain. We just can't have an overwashed-out, muddy track. We just can't do that. Uh, the defending winner of this race should have been the eight car, I think. But the defending winner of this race still is the eight car because Kyle Busch is the guy that won the race last year. Uh, the truck race, uh, oddly enough, a uh, very appropriate, the Weather Guard Truck Dirt Race, 150 laps. This race is scheduled to start at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on FS1 with radio coverage on MRN or PRN. I thought PRN had all the ones, but I guess no, it's not. MRN does the truck series. Okay, MRN does all the truck series. Weather for this one, though, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm leaning towards uh, maybe finding something else to do on Saturday because first of all, things yeah. don't get things don't get started until 4 p.m. anyways. Um, it's we got a 95% chance of rain on Saturday, uh, high 54 degrees. I'm thinking they won't be hitting the track on Saturday. Sad to say that. Yeah. Um, the defending winner of the Truck Series race though is Ben Benjamin Rhodes. Benjamin Rhodes. Yeah, Benjamin Rhodes. Now, Darian, what are the uh, people in Vegas saying about this one? Oh, yes. Time for the famous betting odds on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Kyle Larson enters this weekend as the odds-on favorite at plus 500. Uh, Tyler Reddick is plus 600. Almost won this race a year ago. Uh, Christopher Bell plus 700. Chase Briscoe plus 900. And rounding out the favorites is Kyle Busch at plus 1,000. As for the best of the rest, William Byron plus 1,200, Joey Logano plus 1,400, Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney both 1,600, and finally Daniel Suarez plus 1,800. As for the famous underdogs, Brad Keselowski plus 3,300 this weekend. Um, his teammate Christopher Bell, or no, not Christopher Bell, Chris Busher is plus 4,000. Uh, Josh Berry coming off of a runner-up finish last weekend plus 5,000. Jonathan Davenport plus 6,600. Very interesting. And finally, all hell McDowell supremacy. Michael McDowell enters this weekend at plus 8,000. So very interesting as far as that's concerned. As for the NWP fantasy standings, uh, very interesting indeed. I am no longer the, uh, you know, inside the top five, but I'm still in the top 10 at least. Uh, but so far, Danny B. Wife is P1. 
followed by uh, Recky Spinhouse in P2. P3 is Kenseth's Legacy 2. So, Eric, you know, that's a tribute to Kenseth, you know, like that name. And and uh, currently tied for uh, P4 is Esta Baby and 48 Nation. Now, as for the uh, second league, NWP Fantasy League 2, I'm still in the top five in that. Not bad. But uh, my favorite name, of course. Oh, no, we suck again. Blaney's pick through <laughs> P1. And that was that was apparent <laughs> last weekend. Very apparent. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Riblet. Riblet. Like that name, too. And currently in P2. Uh, Race Roar 48, P3. Black Flags Matter, P4. And rounding out the top five is Girly Man 05. Excuse me. It's man. Now, let's move on to picks. Yes. Yeah, so before we get into this, I just want to go ahead and preface this. Friday, we have a 90% chance of rain at Bristol Motor Speedway. Saturday, we know there's a pretty high percentage for rain. So before we start picking people, I just want to remind everybody, there is no standard qualifying for this race. Mm -hmm. They have heats. If the heats do not happen Saturday, then those that need to race their way in will not have a chance to race their way in, meaning that some of these trucks, although they have drivers that look capable of doing well, may not be in the race. So I'm just trying to let you all know before you pick somebody who uh, may or may not be there. And also, really quick question. Do we want to implement the whole I'm a roller rule for the chat, or were we even serious talking about that? Or no? I am Do we want to implement that? All right, yeah. all right. Hey, hey, chat, you can't pick Amarola as who's as a as a sub pick. We've <laughs> already been decided. And if you go Sorry. overboard on the dark horse pick, we're just going to say screw it. Yeah. Pick. So with that, with that week. being said, Eric... Who will be the Trek winner? Well, hey, well, you got well, to tell, tell them the how... points. Points first. Oh, sorry. This yeah, is my favorite go, part of the go. show. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Why? Your league got smaller I'll, I'll, this week. Yeah, it's it's well, still my okay. favorite part of the show. Spoiler alert, you know Eric will be first because I just what I just said. He has 147 Doctor. points right now. Chat, you are in second, minus 23 back. Jarrett, you are third, minus 29 uh, I am fourth minus 45, and Darian, you are still barely in the basement minus 48. I'm getting closer to you though, Danny. I- I'm, I'm seeing a gap get formed up. Yeah, Eric's hey, good job, Eric. We're, we're, we're running in those little tiny packs, and then Eric's running away. Yeah, pretty well, much. I had, I had my worst week of the season this last uh weekend. I don't remember who I picked for trucks and Xfinity, but I know Cup I still did okay, but not as good as usual. So yeah. Hey, chat. You actually gained a couple. Yep, Blue Jimmy. Yep, uh, you actually gained a couple of points. And this Good is the system, by the way, for everyone who uh, wants to see it. Yeah. So. so, pretty fair system, my opinion. Pretty fair. All right. So now it's time to pick. Trucks. All right. Danny, uh, you kind of mentioned it. The weather has me a little concerned. I know a few folks in here picked Bowman at Coda a few weeks ago, and then qualifying didn't happen, so he didn't even make the race. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Davenport's in the seven truck. Very uh, enticing pick, but it is his first NASCAR race. Joey Logano's in the 66. Uh, to me, that would be my pick, but I'm a little worried about qualifying, and I don't believe that 66 has enough owner's points. I could be wrong, and if so, it may blow up in my face. They haven't raced this year. Go- I don't think they've raced this year, but I don't know if don't know. maybe something carries over from last year. The rules are always so convoluted and complicated. I'm always missing something. So I'm going to go Carson Hosevar. I think he'll mm. go back-to-back. The floodgates have opened. Uh, yeah, I was going to go Logano first. And if I find out he's locked in, I'll go with Logano. Uh, but until then I'm going host of our, and I'm going to go again. I really thought Davenport seemed enticing. Logano seems enticing, but I don't think that those trucks will even have a chance. 
I'm going with a guy who is enticing, though, and the truck will be locked in. William Byron in the 51 for KBM this weekend. Oh, yeah. Byron's very interesting, but I'm going to go with Josefar as well. Yep, the floodgates are going to open uh, for Josefar. One win is all it took. Now, can't the- wait for more. Chat is seeming pretty split between Rhodes and Byron at this time. Okay, sounds like a poll. Sounds like a poll. If you uh think that's fair, yeah, I think I so. think that is fair. Oh, is uh is uh Jessica Friesen racing this weekend too? She I'm not is. Her, that's cool. Yeah, we're not gonna pick her to win, but uh, <laughs> that's cool though. <laughs> Just to make that clear. <laughs> Alrighty, there you go. There's a truck poll for it. A ninety-nine and a fifty-one. Hey, we'll Norm is back this week. Oh, Norm! Norm! And suddenly, and suddenly, Jarrett wants to buy a ticket. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna sit. There. <laughs> All right, know. next picks. Uh, so what's next? Who's gonna suck? Who's gonna suck for the cup race? Yeah. Uh, you said the chat couldn't pick Eric Amarola. You didn't say anything nope. about host. Uh, double A Eric Amarola. <laughs> go him. This just doesn't seem like his style. I don't. The I don't chat. Think so. The chat can't pick him, and you immediately pick him. Just a revenue. Oh, it's funny. You know, screw uh, it. Just because I want to troll the chat, I'm going to say Almirola also. <laughs> I'm not doing this to you guys. Bubba Wallace, is, he's wanting to trucks on dirt, but he ain't going to do well on dirt here. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna pick the chin chat, I promise. I am going to pick uh, Martin Tricks Jr., though. One top 10 mm-hmm. in seven races. I mean, look, you know, I, I think maybe at some point they'll eventually somewhat turn it around. But not this weekend. Not yet. Maybe maybe in the next couple of races, but not yet. Looks, looks like the chat's going up Harvick. A lot of them are going up for him. All right, yeah. let's give him that then. All right, let's give him that. Also, it looks like they're going for Byron for the truck pick. Yeah, I exactly. believe you're right. So we'll give him Byron. 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 He's, he's, locked he's locked in the race, too. Just FYI. Yep. So you're good there. All right. Now the next, next up is who is the underdog on dirt? All right, underdogs, Eric. I just feel like these dirt races, like, yeah, Larson's been pretty good. Last year, Chase Briscoe was in contention until he, you know, wrecked the leader. Um, Bell is usually in the top 10 or top five, but I feel like it's always kind of a non-dirt dude who ends up winning these races. Like Kyle Busch last year, um, the year before that was Joey Logano. So I'm going to go, I'll just go with a good old fashioned short track guy. Who's uh, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder after he called everyone hacks a couple weeks ago. He's going to be mm-hmm. ready to body some folks. Ryan priest. Go priest is my underdog. Good pick. McDowell supremacy. Michael McDowell will get at least a top 10. I think this week. Um, I'm just calling it right now before I give my pick, but the, the chat is going up to 10 for their underdog. <laughs> they went from suck oh, to underdog pig. All right, uh, go ahead. Hey, uh, we'll that, that tells me Amarola yeah. is improving. <laughs> All right, he's improving now. So Amarola's underdog. Okay, okay, so for my underdog, uh, if, if he's in the race, we'll, we'll see if he is. I don't feel as bad wasting it on the underdog pick, but I'll go with Jonathan Davenport if he's in the race. Because um, there's not 40 cars. Yeah, there's 37 this week. He'll be, he'll in. be in. Yeah, okay, it'll, so it'll be good. So then Jonathan Davenport is my underdog for the cup race. Yeah. Hey, this team's on a roll. I thought they were about to fall off a cliff once the uh, the old uh, crew chief left. But, uh, hey, I'm liking me some McDowell supremacy. Michael McDowell. That's I'm right. Feeling it. I'm That's feeling right. it this weekend, bro. I'm feeling it. And the chat's feeling out Marola. I guess that yeah, they can't they, pick they, up who's going to suck. They, they're going to pick him for underdog. They want him to do good, I guess. Hey, hey, yeah, yep. 
Yeah, NASCAR fan 24, GN NASCAR fan 24, 3D chess. Yep, it, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Oh, and, and side note, I know that they can't uh, have someone make him win too by doing that. Ah, good point. Good point. Might have to ban Sorry. that soon if that keeps yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, we'll see. We you like can only pick Almirola to win. Hey, we we like it. The, they're going to send it to the appeals panel and they're going to get it overturned. I blame Who's, our appeals panel? Who's the appeals Who's panel? Appeals Claudia shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have Claudia and Shugs. We need a third ID, person to break the tie. Let's do it. ID, IDK, okay. no, not IDK. He started the whole thing in the first place. Yeah, Eric, just, yeah. Eric's girlfriend. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll... Now, enough of, enough of all this appeals talk. I'm sick of all these politics. No yeah, need to disgusting. add that. Anyways, now to the main event. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win at Dirt Bristol, points leader? Dan, 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 yo, 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 swarrow. Okay. I was trying to do like an echo effect. I don't think it worked. It, it was, it was decent. It sounded decent. It sounded yeah, cool. Thanks. Amazing. Right. I didn't, I didn't pull up. I don't have his numbers pulled up. I think he was third, fourth in 2021. Then last year he yeah. led a bunch of laps. I don't think he finished inside the hey. top 10, but he led it. He's led like 50 laps in each of the two years of Bristol hey. dirt. So I like you, Suarez. You cannot forget his 2021 run. Like that was out of nowhere. It felt like, you know, but that, but that was it, cool. But he led 50 laps last year too. So yeah, it, it, lightning keeps striking. Bro, Trackhouse was just an underdog team at the time. Oh boy, at the times it changed two years later. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who has the best average finish of anyone on dirt Bristol, a 2.0. As Joey Logano. Yeah. I'm going to go Joey on this one. Joey. Bad, not bad. Joey. 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 I mm. love you. He's been getting all the top tens. He's having a great year. His teammates have won. He hasn't. He has a dirt background. He's running that awesome new black car for the first time this weekend. We're going to go up Alex Bowman to try to get done with his dirt background. It'll hit eventually when you pick him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think it, this guy. It'll, it'll eventually happen when I'm there. <laughs> Hey, I think this guy's on a revenge tour. He already has one win this season. He should have had um, four wins last year, but one of them got taken away on the final lap, which he he admitted, hey, I let Chase Briscoe get to me. It was my fault. Tyler Reddick's going to avenge last year's loss with a W this weekend. Avenge me. Avenge. All I'm, right. seeing, I'm seeing some 45s, a lot of fives. Seeing a good, good amount of 45s. Saw mostly fives, though, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. It was just uh, five, five, no. I, I've I've only seen five by one person. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. I guess they go in Reddick. Um, you sure I've you want to trust seen, Darian's pick? I've seen twenty and forty-five the most. I think twenty and forty-five is who we do the poll for on this. Okay, thing. so uh, Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick for the chat. Okay. okay, I mean, I was surprised. I mean, I only saw Larson a few times, but yeah, no. Okay, never mind. Bye. Okay. 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 We appreciate you all for your support to the show. We appreciate everyone for showing up. Uh, 363 watching. Only 168 likes now. Y'all could have done better than that. We're about to be done, but y'all go ahead and get the yeah, go like and get, the like button. Go ahead and get the likes back up a little bit. And 200, uh, 200, please by the show's end. Appreciate it. Next next week, NASCAR podcast will be on Eric's channel on Wednesday night, April 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, we'll go over everything that happened on the dirt in Bristol and get you set up for, oh, next week's Martinville thing. I, I gave like Bologna Burger like short notice there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two of them. There's two of them.
That's yeah. true. There's a lot of there's, they'll, they'll, hopefully there'll be more short tracks in the not so distant future. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that I I'd say that was definitely a uh, a W worthy stream for sure. Hopefully the chat agrees with us. I mean, oh, I already see somebody saying uh, NWP another W M uh, NWP show. So really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. This was fun. Um, um, nearly two hours and thirty minutes again, but we have had a lot to talk about the past couple of weeks, though. So, I mean, like I said, it. my head was spinning all afternoon, so it was nice to sit down with you guys. I had everyone in the chat and try to make some sense. Just think out loud about all the weird news and confusing headlines that have been. It's a, coming it's a lot. There. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. It's a lot to take in for sure. But I'm glad. I'm looking we forward to next week's show. Fair yeah, warning, fair. I'll I'll probably be in a hotel room in Charlotte on next Wednesday, so uh, we'll make sure everything works out. Shame. Um, I'm gonna be at Martinsville. Shame. I know, Shame. I'm gonna be at Martinsville though uh, next week. So if I, I, I'm, I'm just weeks. glad I'm just glad that Jared's the one who controls these streams because I wouldn't trust you if that hotel Wi-Fi. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. I don't, they, I don't know about you, Jared. I might be at Martinsville. I don't know for sure. Oh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually I'll talk play, to you about play that. Play it by ear. Play it by ear. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, talk about that after, once we go out there. I'll talk about that. All right. I'm ready to be done because I'm feeling hot in this room for some reason. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm it's sure. really cold outside, too. You got so, multiple yeah, layers on, Danny. It's not winter anymore. It's it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's cold outside it's today, hot. though. It's cold outside yeah. today, though. It's cold. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are northerners compared to where I'm at. Let's get going. Yankees. All right. All right. I want to stay, Jared. We, are we at 200 likes yet? Let's get going. Uh, G- give me one more. We're at 199. Come on, one more. One, right, more, one, like. more, one, one more, more, then like. we get off the show. One more yeah, like. Come on, come on, come on. Where's that one, one more like? One. One of y'all hasn't done it. One of y'all hasn't done it. I'm about to do one the outro. Light. One more one like. One more like. Hey, have you four liked it? Yeah. Oh, I just liked it. 200 likes. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. Your face. That's fail. Steve, you look beautiful. You look great. Oh, ridiculous, man.